0: It's time to turn off the lights, grab some popcorn, and watch some horror movies. This is the Terrible Terror Podcast. Each episode I delve into the world of horror movies. Why do I do it? Well, I can't really explain it, but I love these horrifying flicks. If you've made a horror movie on your phone, or made your own special effects, MacGyver-style, please send it my way. Now what do you get when you mix a bunch of godless elites, rednecks, and battle royale Why you get The Hunt? Everybody and welcome to another episode of the Terrible Terror podcast. I'm gonna have to excuse myself right away because in this day and age I managed to catch a cold. Um it's pretty terrible. It's not that bad anymore. It was worse yesterday and the day before, but I'm still a little stuffed up, but the show must go on. So here we are with the new episode of the podcast. And what a better time there is than, of course, like the little mini episode I released uh, to basically say, hey, let's go ahead and do a little change in theme. Let's try something a little different because, hey, we're all in this shelter in place type of like lifestyle now. So we're going to be able to see a couple of movies that we maybe didn't get a chance to see in the theater. And hey, the hunt was one of them. So it's something that I got really interested in. Uh, thanks to Alex from Beyond the Void and his, um, you know, little Facebook group. Uh, Do you love horror? Um, this is one of the ways that I got wind of actually this movie. And actually, I love being in that group uh, just because you know they have. A, it, a lot of people have a love for horror in that group, and there are a lot of people that are really active in there, and it's always kind of cool to see all the little trailers, and, you know, Alex is always putting a bunch of crap up there on a regular basis, so it's uh, it, it's uh definitely a way that certain movies that wouldn't have been on my radar are on my radar now, and that's how this one came to be, so... I saw the trailer, and then there was all that controversy that came with it. Oh, you know, people are upset because it's about hunting conservatives and uh, laughing at them being shot and killed and blah, 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 blah. And it's... It's honestly a little different than that, and it's kind of ridiculous to be honest with you. And so it got shelved for a while, and there was also a bunch of other stuff that was going on, a couple shootings and all the other stuff to where they were like, you know what, we're just going to shelve this project, and they said indefinitely, meaning that they may have never released it. Well, Universal, actually last week uh, on the 13th, decided to release it. And then because of everything that's been going on this last week, they decided, along with a couple other movies, to just put it out there, let people rent it. And I thought, you know what, I didn't get a chance to see it in the theater, and, uh, you know, why not try and watch it now? I mean, what the hell, right? It's not that bad, if you think about it. I think that some people were kind of turned off by the whole price of the whole thing but when you really think about it if you're gonna go there and you're gonna sit with two people or you know even just me getting like popcorn and drinks if I'm just going by myself I'm gonna spend a lot more than what I rented it for and I've got my own drinks and I can make my own popcorn here so hey <laughs> I'm all set even though the popcorn is still not gonna be quite as good because. I really can't find that generic butter flavor that you can get from uh, the theater. I mean, I could melt my own little butter thing and toss it on the popcorn. And, oh, that sounds so good right now. But uh, uh, maybe a little later tonight. But it's still not exactly the same. I don't know. There's something about movie theater popcorn. And maybe it's just the butter that they use that's, like, you know, really enduring for me. Is that the right word that I want to use? I guess it's going to have to be the word that I'm going to use for that. Uh, But nonetheless, it allows me to do something like this. Because, again, it was a movie I wanted to see. It's a movie I wanted to talk about. And rather than just put together, you know, what we normally do when we go see a movie. And if you haven't watched one of these, please go check it out. But usually I go to the movies with Pat, you know, Paranormal Pat. And we usually do like a video reaction review. And I do it for a lot of different type of movies. I don't just do it for horror movies. But we tend to see a lot more horror movies in the theater than anything else. Um, you know, But or action movies or whatever it is. And we always do what I call a car review where we sit in my car. Uh, I always do a little bit of, at the beginning and usually a little bit in the theater. And then we're in my car at the end and we discuss and react to what we just saw. I try to do it spoiler free but I really felt like this movie was one that deserved to be a part of the podcast. Like if I went and saw it, I might not have even done that and just waited for it to hit on demand at some point. And so this is the perfect opportunity for me to be able to do that because I haven't seen it yet. I get fresh eyes to see this movie. It just got released and Hey, you get to have the whole experience. So I said in the little mini episode, if you guys did listen to it, but I'm going to repeat it again. Um, I I said I would say whether or not you need to see it before you listen to this. And I will say this. If you had any interest in seeing it, then I would go ahead and just watch it. It is available right now as an early rental on Amazon Prime, on YouTube, iTunes, all the things that are out there. And I'm pretty sure there's a way that you can go ahead and watch it if you really wanted to. Um, Definitely see it before. Now, am I going to ruin anything for you? Honestly, it's, there's not a whole lot to ruin other than, you know, the pace of the story and some lines of dialogue. I think you kind of can know where things are going by just watching the trailer. So if you didn't really have any interest in seeing it, then I, I guess you can watch it or you can listen to this and then watch it. It's not really going to ruin. I mean, of course, we're going to talk about the whole movie. You're going to listen to the whole movie, not the entire movie, but the big juicy parts of the movie. Uh, and you're going to get an idea of where things go, but within the first, like maybe 30 minutes, it was a little surprising. And then after that, once it settled down a little bit, then it didn't get so surprising. It was just like the reasons why everything was done, which we'll talk about, uh, and the just the beginning scenes of the movie when the hunt actually starts like those are only two things that possibly I'm going to ruin because I really felt like there was going to be something more about it. But as we start getting into it, I'm like, huh, this moved a lot faster than it did. Now it has a great running time at an hour and 30 minutes. Uh, It's more like an hour and 25 with credits uh, or without the credits, I should say. And it moves really fast and even for the amount of notes that i took in here i was very surprised that i had less notes on this movie than i did on high spirits and i was like huh and a lot of it comes from there being big like action set pieces that take a nice like chunk of the movie down and to give you like a thing in the back and normally when i take clips um I write down a ton of them and then I will go through and I'll totally like, Oh, I don't need this. I don't need that. Some of them, cause they're either really short. Some of them I combine into multiple clips cause it still doesn't make it super long though. I know that <laughs> lately I've had some much longer clips than I normally have had. Uh, but overall, you know, when I looked at everything here, there were only two that I completely got rid of. And just because they just didn't have any pertinence for what I thought with the scenes and I could go through it instead, but mostly, um, I kept it relatively light within one page of my palette thing. And, uh, you know, there is one that is relatively long and one that was long that I split into two different sections because Uh, I don't want you to sit there and just listen to five minutes of one scene going through uh, and then you know, come back after there's been a lot of stuff to talk about. The other thing is, is that uh, some of them they have been truncated down, so it may sound like it's jumping a little bit, but that's just because there was really low background music, and uh, it really made the scene longer than it need to be. And there are a couple scenes in here where I'm going to talk about facial expressions that go on because. There are some weird facial expressions that happen in this movie <laughs> when scenes happen. So it's kind of like a... It's a good mix. Like, And, and like I said, everything moves really quickly in this movie. So it's... And the funny thing is, is that originally I was going to do Feast for this episode of the podcast, which, you know, is getting postponed a little bit, but the beginning of this movie really reminded me of the beginning of that movie, and we'll talk about that as well as we get into it, so without further ado, let's go ahead and just jump right into the movie, so... The beginning of the film, we see that there's a bunch of people, and, well, we don't really see anybody. We basically see a text messaging thread, and there's a bunch of people that are talking in the thread, and then somebody talks about the manor, and I can't wait to go out to the manor and beginning to shoot a bunch of these uh, deplorables and the very first one talks about the rat in the White House, you know, okay, so we know what's going on, it's a thing about the times, people are not happy with the current political system, and then somebody says something about going and dragging people out to a random manor somewhere, and then shooting them, basically the people that are on the side of, (laughs) you know, our conservative party here in the U.S., and so, the other people in the thread is like, oh, okay, I'm leaving this thread. You better delete that. Don't get a part of it. And then it cuts from there. It goes up to the beginning and it says the hunt in one of the text messages. And then it goes onto an airplane. And we get to be introduced to basically what are going to be later known as the godless elites. Excuse me.
1: Sir? Huh? Sir? <laughs> Can I get you a snack?
2: Uh, what?
1: sir I
2: didn't mean to interrupt I just want to see
1: if you'd like a snack I'm just kidding <coughs> oh yeah okay what's up we have some fantastic caviar it's so fresh from you ever had caviar no sir it's
2: delicious yeah. it is yeah but I had some last night yeah. you know what I'm actually in the mood for something a little bit more Mediterranean do you have like a grilled vegetable thing with some figs or even like um, uh, like any kind of small fish
1: I'm sorry sir we don't we don't have a kitchen full kitchen here. Well fuck <laughs> How about a glass of champagne?
0: boom oh. oh, great perfect so you can tell already based upon the tone of the characters that there are going to be a lot of little tongue in cheek type of moments and it's gonna be with every type of character really except for one and that's gonna be our main I guess you could say heroine of the movie when we get to her, but it's just like. They really make giant stereotypes out of both types of people in this film. So, these really, like, money-having, liberal-esque, like, high-stakes people... I don't really know how to (laughs) explain them. Because they're, like, your crunchy granola hippies, but they have money. Basically, you know, you're... That's why they call them the quote-unquote elites, right? They're, like, the people that... (laughs) Everything in this movie is about conspiracy. I'm just going to get this out of the way right away, right? It's all about here are the conspiracy havers who are, you know, displayed as super either redneck, like not believe in anything. They all have their like own stereotypes of what people say conservative people are, right? And then those people, you know, they have their idea of what the quote-unquote godless elites are like. And everybody that is involved with creating the hunt are those types of stereotypes at the same time. And we get that kind of right here for that type of stereotype, right? Here's the guy that's on the plane, and he's looking at the stewardess, and he cares about all this other stuff in the world, but he treats her like shit, right? He treats her like shit, She, you know, says, you know, oh, he's like, do you, what do you got to eat? Oh, we've got caviar. Oh no. Do you have like, you know, he gets really ridiculous. Like some type of Mediterranean grilled vegetable thing. And she's just like looking at him like, okay, you know, we don't have a grill on the plane or a full kitchen. Like, what are you expecting to get? And then, you know, he goes into, especially when she goes back and she goes to get the champagne. Oh, is it? This like special German champagne that was discovered by a submarine way down in the bottom of the ocean. Like uh, it gets really ridiculous, but it's ridiculous on purpose, right? The whole idea is to paint this guy as kind of like, you know, uh, an elitist asshole that doesn't realize that he's a fucking asshole. But because he's so used to getting everything, but at the same time, as you you progress with those characters, like the way they think about things and the way they talk about people. And you know, in the beginning, when they were talking, you know, about the way what they'd like to do to, you know, the rats and the deplorables, it's like ridiculous. So you have both sides, and we'll get into the other side as well. But the trailers kind of make you think that the conservative archetype in this film are all just that that's what they're going after and we're just going after these guys we're just making fun of those people and we're painting them all to be that type of person but it turns out that it's not completely like true when it comes to the film because it paints the other side just as fucking bad but like they're imbeciles okay so (laughs) it's just we we get the both like dichotomies of the stereotype as we move along in the film so he goes through like i said talking about this oh is this just the really super expensive champagne and while she just like looks at him like it's just champagne we know that she's just kind of like one of the quote-unquote normal people uh that we're going to experience in this film and then all of a sudden somebody breaks in from the back as she's like pouring the champagne for him because she starts pouring it all over him. But one of the guys that they had knocked out was basically came out of his sleep. And as he's coming to the plane, one of the doctors on the plane that I guess helped drug every one of the people that they're transporting has a little conversation with him and tries to put him back to sleep.
2: Is that the hide I'm sorry. A German sub sank a ship on the way to Tsar Nicholas II. A couple of years back they found the wreck and a case of the 1907 Hidesick. They sent a little robot down there to bring it back up. Athena bought three bottles at 250k per, and no one even knows what the stuff tastes like.
1: It's just plain old champagne.
2: <laughs> you like working for Athena? Yes, she's sweet. She's sweet? Don't let her hear you say that. <laughs> Oh, hey,
3: Jesus. Uh, what are you doing?
2: What's, What's happening? the oh, fuck. Shit.
3: What's going on? What is happening? What if I'm fucking awake, man? Oh, uh, okay.
4: Bro. Right uh,
3: okay. Uh, whoa, whoa.
4: Calm down. Everything's okay. Everything's
3: fine. Okay, it's all right. Uh, get it. Get some towels. Yeah, get towels. Okay. Uh, no, it's okay. Shh, sh- It's all right. No, no, no. It's all right. It's okay. I'm a doctor. Ten, ten. Oh, great, fantastic. If you could just lay those towels on the floor right there. Uh, What's his his name? Is that uh, Squealer? I think.
5: Randy. Randy. Oh, that's great. Now I just need you. We're just gonna. We're just gonna go down to the floor. Just kneel down. There you go. There, good, good. Now I need you to
0: lie back down on those towels. There you go. There you go. Uh, Oh, uh, may I use your pen? Yes. Thanks. Okay, Randy. I'm gonna put you back to sleep now, because you woke up before you were supposed to. So he stabbed the shit out of him right in the neck. He got him right there with a pen and just fucking stabs him and blood just starts going everywhere. It was a little bit of a shock, I will say, right there in the beginning to see it be as gory as it was. Um, It looks like it's a little bit of that type of gore where it's not practical. It's a little bit of CGI, but it still doesn't seem that bad. Like There's a little bit of practicality to it, so it's not like... Um, a certain other movie that we'll talk about at some time where every time somebody got shot, it was obvious that it was just like CGI bullets going into people. So it's, it's not bad. It's not terrible at the same time. We'll just leave it at that. So there's a big struggle that goes on because he stabbed in the neck and he's still fighting everybody that's going there. And that's where we see Athena for the very first time, but we don't actually see Oliver we just see the back of her for the most part and she starts like walking down after she's gotten up from her like a little bed and she grabs a heel and we all know what's coming at this point and so the redneck guy he's fighting everybody off he's trying to protect himself the doctor has been thrown into a corner and as he turns around Athena comes in with the shoe and sticks the heel right into his eye and we get a very cool little effect when she pulls the heel off and then his eyeball is like stuck down the stiletto heel and she has to pull it off and throws it on the ground he's dragged back to the rest of the people inside of the uh, planes cargo area not necessarily cargo area this is like a private jet so pretty much what they have is just a separate room for some reason they've got like a whole like barred off area where they've got everybody like sleeping in it so I guess When you're flying like air elite, you're going to have yourself a uh knocked out passenger area, right? A drugged passenger area if I so will. I wonder if they're gonna have that in like the commercials later on. You know, you're gonna expect to hear air elite, we're drugged passengers fly free. So uh We go back and we finally fade into now we see the giant field and basically the shots you see from the trailer with everybody kind of waking up. They've got these like barbells inside of their mouth they're and they're all locked so they can't really do anything but they can speak a little bit. Here we get to see a couple of the characters walk around. We actually introduced to one that's played by Emma Roberts, and she's really the first one that we're focusing on for this time in the film. We also get to meet our heroine of the film, Crystal. And Crystal, she's there. It looks like she's in the, almost like an orange jumper, but I think it's just the outfit that she's wearing. It makes her seem like she's a prisoner or something like that. But she's able to, like, take the name, like, they all have name badges, right? So you know exactly who this person is, I guess, that you're killing. And she takes the name badge off. She takes the, uh you know, the pin and then takes off a piece of her hair, puts it on a leaf in the water to figure out which way is north. Like, it's really crazy and you can already tell already that this isn't your normal captive and that she may prove to be the problem in the film. She runs off on her own and Emma's character, she just starts walking towards the middle. There's a giant crate that's in the center of it, and there's a guy that's trying to open it, but everybody's a little wary that something is going to happen when they do open up that crate. Eventually, he's able to get the sides open, and when he does, and he, like, tears off the the side of the crate everybody expects like a boom or a bang or something like that but instead a pig just walks out and he's all dressed up and then they find that there's a whole rack of weapons inside as they all begin to converge on the little rack that's in the center she notices that on the top of the cake like the crate there are like a little envelope with keys which will open all the locks to every single person's little, like, mouth gag that they have. And so she runs into somebody who I recognize from that show, This Is Us, who happens to be one of the three main kids that is on the show. Uh, I don't remember his name as an actor. I don't remember, he doesn't really have a name in this movie as a character. And in fact, when you look at him on IMDb, He's not even freaking listed. Like, Emma Roberts is listed pretty high up on the call sheet when you look at the, the, you know, the stars of the movie. But he's not even there. And there's probably good reason why, even though it's funny what's going to happen in just a moment. So, she helps him get, like, his little thingy off. And then he turns around and he helps her get her little thingy off. And then they go over to the weapons rack and... Pretty much almost immediately after everybody grabs their weapons, all hell breaks loose. And something rather surprising happens right away. Uh, what is happening? What, what is all of this? Yeah, fuck yeah. If I know. No, I can't use that.
5: Can you do this? Yeah. You can squeeze the trigger there. Take it. Oh, we need yeah. Look out of here. Take mine, loose Hey. Hey. Let me show you. Safety. Give it a flick. You're ready to party. Okay? Thanks. You're welcome.
6: What was that? I
2: think that was a rifle.
6: That almost hit me.
0: Well, there goes Emma Roberts, like, right away. She basically gets shot in the head. The moment that they grab their weapons and everybody's like, okay, cool, we got, like, defenses. And one of the guys says, oh, man, it's a Tech-9, you know, um everybody's all excited they've got their stuff they don't know where they're what everything is going on and looks like they've got stuff to defend themselves that it's become all battle royale and shit then all of a sudden the snipers start and start taking them out one by one and she happens to be the very first person to go and it was very surprising because the way they kind of set everything up you really don't see crystal that much like okay? You know that I'm like, well, I recognize her from the trailer, and same thing with her. And the way that I thought the movie was gonna go, it really doesn't go that way. Like, the trailers make it seem that (laughs) there is going to be like this hunt of all these conservative people, right? They're just gonna go out there, they're gonna hunt them off, taking them off one by one, and we're gonna follow these guys around as they're slowly slaughtered. That's kind of what happens in the beginning and I'm not going to get too much into that but it's not what it actually turns into even though it kind of does like it's just not what necessarily like I thought people were going to last a lot longer than they did especially when it's like well-known actors to me that are in this film. So when I saw Emma Roberts for the very first time, I was like, Oh crap, it's her. You know, I recognize her from American horror story and she was on that show screen Queens. And she's done a couple of horror movies here and there. You know, she's kind of really come into that role and really kind of accepted that type of role. But it was just like, wow, she's in it. So that means that we're probably going to follow her around for a little bit. Right. And then all of a sudden, the moment that she got the gun, uh, Boom, that's it. And she plays like that. It seems almost like a Southern Belle type of person, like the house mom. And I try to figure out what all the conservative stereotypes that they're putting to this. Because, you know, she's all like Southern Belle, high hair, blonde, pretty. Like, but ew, I don't know anything about guns and I don't want to, you know, I don't have never used one. So it's kind of like that stereotype right there that all conservatives are already, you know, ready to go with their guns. But she really isn't. And then she's taught to use about one of the guys there. The this is us guy. And boom. She's fucking gone. That's it. You never see her again. You get to watch her head explode. That's about it. And while again it is definitely like a CGI death. It looks pretty good. Especially the way that they like framed it. And how they had the like aspect off. So you're not necessarily staring at what happens. You see it but it's a little blurry in your front vision and you're focusing more on the distance. So you're not looking at everything that it could be. That would have been with like a practical effect where they want you to focus right up on it. So it's not great, but it's not terrible at the same time. So it still works. Um, And so that is when kind of all hell starts breaking loose after she gets shot in the head. Everybody starts running which way, trying to get away from the fire. And then we see one lady, she runs through, you know, because now we're focused on the, this is us guy. And, he's with this one lady that's inside the crate and all the bullets are flying she's like we can make it we can do it and that's when she runs gets almost gets shot but falls in the pit and he decides to follow after her and then we realize what exactly happened to her in that pit
5: I fell it's okay it's okay My birthday tomorrow. What?
3: I'm
4: gonna eat a whole pie.
5: Come oh on, reach for me. Come on, uh, come on. Uh, happy birthday on three, okay? One, uh, two, uh,
4: happy birthday. Uh, there we go. Good job. Good job. Ready? Yeah. All right. Get the fuck
5: out of here. Come on.
3: shoot me
6: no, 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 i'm not gonna shoot you no no wait. no, no, no like. fucking snowflake get 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 it, get it. It.
0: Oh. <laughs> okay so <laughs> there's a lot that's going on in that scene that i find extremely funny first so she runs away she falls in a hole and then when they catch up with her she's like been impaled by a bunch of spikes uh she's got one through her like abdomen she's got one through her leg Looks like she's got one possibly through her arm But she's perfectly fine Because she's able to talk with the guy Outside of the pit And then she's the whole thing like, It's my birthday tomorrow I was going to eat a whole pie <laughs> and, and he manages to pull her out And she's like perfectly fine Like she doesn't like have a ton of bl- Like blood gushing from everywhere And these are not like small little spikes I mean they're good I don't know 5 inch diameter Maybe 6 inch diameter across And they went through her whole phone. F- Body at the same time, but she's good, she just wants her pie and so she gets pulled out by him and then what you hear what happens is he walks into a minefield and he steps on the mine and bye bye this is us guy because they completely explode and you see her leg like fly off into the distance it's so ridiculous but it's so goddamn funny at the same time and it's definitely a movie that's not going to take itself totally serious everything in this is fucking satire even the way people fucking die And, and to that point that when you go over and you see that now the next guy that you meet, you know, just happens to be like a New York businessman that's there and happens to be played by uh, Ike Barinholtz, um, which you may know from shows like the mini Product project. He was also in Neighbors. He was in Disaster Movie. He was recently in Suicide Squad. He was a part of Brooklyn Nine-Nine for at least one episode. Uh, he played Lex Luger and Luther in the Lego movie. Lex Luger. Yeah, he was all up in that WWE life there being Lex Luger for the longest amount of time. You never knew he was a comedian, did you? <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, when you see him, you recognize him right away. And he basically comes over to see if she's okay. And she's back in the goddamn pit. And she's half the person that she used to be. Her guts are all hanging out and everything's like, no, I can still save you. And she's like, give me the gun and kill me. He's like, shoot me. No. And I love that. <laughs> give me the gun, you fucking pit. snowflake. I said pancake there. It's fucking great. You know, it's just like. All you have to do is fucking kill her. You could have done that, but no. I don't know why he waited. He hesitated, maybe because he felt like he didn't have to. But then she calls him a fucking snowflake, and it's I fucking lost my shit when that happened last night, and I'm still kind of in the back of my mind lose my shit right now. It's just the way that she said. She goes from I was going to eat a whole pie to fucking snowflake it's so ridiculous so she kills herself and they run off uh, and eventually we get to a corner where he sees there's a fence and there's a road right there and then all of a sudden he's approached by a couple other people that he's got to save as well
4: Whoa, don't shoot asshole I'm on your side
5: Play with us too? yeah road means civilization what civilization's
3: our fucking friend hey folks what's the plan khaki man I'm trying to figure it out sorry looks like we're gonna have to climb this bitch you know what this is right goddamn manor gate this is real seems pretty fucking real to me all right come on go, go up 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 oh. yeah. uh. What the fuck was that? Hurry. Oh, shit. That's fucking arrows, dude. (laughs) Hurry up. I got you. I got you.
5: Jesus fucking Christ. No, no, no. Keep climbing. I'm gonna
3: help you. Come on. No. Keep climbing. Keep climbing. Come on. No, no, no. Up. Up. Go up. What is this avatar shit?
0: We should go. Fuck it. Uh, I fucking love that too what is this avatar shit just because you're being like fired upon with arrows means that a bunch of blue people are going to be coming after you you know it's not like fucking like water bending or air bending or fucking earth bending either so I have to believe that he's talking about a bunch of blue aliens firing fucking sticks and stones at him and not using regular guns and so he decides to go and start firing on whoever there is in the distance and he ends up getting put down and a grenade rolls by him and blows his ass fucking up so so far we've lost a good uh four or five different people to the beginning of this game it looks like this version of either the hunger games or battle royale has gone on pretty well for the people that wanted to get everything started properly they've managed to kill quite a bit of people now it's not quite battle royale i know i say that and that's mostly like the kids killing each other because they're not really setting off these conservative types to kill each other it it is a little more it's not even a hunger games type of thing right i guess with the movie called the hunt i have to say oh it's more like a hunt well (laughs) yeah brian you're a fucking idiot by not just going through with this but it it truly is like just the the setup i really thought it was going to be more like that because that's where i kind of expected to go like here you go, here's all your guns, and the hunt is gonna be that you need to hunt each other, right? But it turns out, no, really, that it is a bunch of people that are hunting down these people and making sure they all get fucking killed. So... We've already lost quite a bit of people. And it's funny because you still hear the commentary like when they have the grenade. They're like, well, how do I, you know, what do I do? And like, you just pull it there and you throw it down the thing. Oh, that's all I got to do? Like, they still don't know how to do everything. It's like all of the conservative guys, they know everything about, except for Emma Roberts. Uh They know everything about their guns and how they're doing everything else. But when it comes to all the, the liberal guys that are there that are doing the hunting, they don't know how to handle shit. They don't know how to throw a grenade. They don't know how to necessarily shoot a gun. Yet, somebody is very good with a bow and arrow. And of course they would be, right? Because they don't like traditional weapons. They're going to do everything. They're going to do anything with their hands, right? That's the way liberals do all their shit. You don't get your guns. You get your fucking arrows instead. So, <laughs> we've got a bunch of people dead. Now we've got, like, wannabe <laughs> gangster a guy. Like, <laughs> he's... Oh, man. You know... <sighs> I would say the term, but, um, you know, it may not be appropriate of me to say, so if you can't say something, or you don't think you should say something, you uh, shouldn't say it, but basically, he's definitely somebody that's appropriating a gangster. And he also has a sweet ass Florida tattoo under his eye. So instead of having like the teardrop tattoo, you know, that most people get when they go into jail, it looks like a teardrop, but it's the fucking state of Florida that he has right there. It's really ridiculous. And then you have some other lady that I guess she's like a redneck lady or something like that. Uh, there isn't anything really special about her and then you have this conservative businessman guy that's there that's all with him and they manage to find a gas station that's a little ways up the road where they go ahead and you know barricade themselves in and try to figure out what's going on in the area that they're at
4: yeah 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 stop where are we what? Uh, son, we don't want
3: no trouble. Just take the money. I don't want your damn money. Where the fuck are we?
6: Well, Route thirty one, right outside of Elaine.
3: Elaine, where? Which state,
2: Arkansas? What? We're in Arkansas. Jesus.
3: Fucking Arkansas. You got a phone, please. We have children. We have grandchildren. Oh, you have grandchildren. Can I see a picture of them? I'm just kidding. I give a fuck. Give me the phone. Son, whatever's going on here... What's going on is we're getting goddamn hunted. But y'all have guns. Yeah, to defend ourselves.
2: Hello? 911, what's your
3: emergency? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been a killing spree. You gotta come here right now.
2: Can you repeat that, sir? There's
3: been a murder spree in the woods, that fucking massacre. It, it, it's Manorgate.
2: I'm sorry, sir. I'm having trouble understanding.
3: Gate! Just fucking Google it!
2: I can't Google it right now.
3: Listen to me, okay? We woke out. up with these gags in our mouth, and they had these these locks on them. Sir, and... I need
2: the address of your emergency. Do you
3: want my address in Staten Island, New York, where mm-hmm. I went to a bar after work, and I don't remember anything because they drugged me? They drugged all of us? Where'd they get you from? Wyoming. Orlando. Fuck. All right, listen to me. They grabbed us from all over, and they brought us here to kill us, and they're still trying to kill us, and they're coming down the fucking road, and they're going to be here any fucking second. Okay,
2: what is your current location, sir?
3: I am at a gas station. Can you please just trace the call?
2: Of course. That's a, that's a great idea. We'll trace you, sir. Sit tight. Okay. Help's on the way.
3: Good.
5: what did they say, dude?
3: They said they're
4: coming.
5: Thank Christ. Hey, let me get one of them. Get your wrong. Son,
4: would you mind putting your gun away? You seem a little worked up, and you don't want it to go off by
3: accident. It's not going to go off an accident. I own seven guns. Why? What?
4: Why do you own seven guns? Stand your ground. Because it's
3: my constitutional right to protect myself if I should ever happen to be getting fucking shot at, which is exactly what's happening right now. Is that okay?
2: So, those people that are shooting at you, they're just exercising the very
6: same right?
3: The fuck are you talking about?
6: Will there be sugar after the
4: rebellion?
0: Is she okay? Oh, sure, she's fine. How are you? So, there's a lot going on in this scene. You can tell that the 911 operator is not really, you know, a part of the whole thing. He's kind of in on it because he's like, oh, yeah, that's right. We could just track you. Where a lot of people be like, I don't know where I am. Okay, we're going to just stay on the line and we're going to track you. It's not okay, don't worry. We're going to bring somebody down right now. They'd want you to stay on the line if you're being panicky like that. And it Takes a little while for the guy to kind of catch on right here, but he doesn't quite do it just yet. And it really isn't until the end of the scene where the the lady that's with him, she starts foaming at the mouth because she's eating the donuts and the donuts have been poisoned. And so she starts foaming all over the place like, what the hell is wrong with you? And then one of the guys from behind the counter, he grabs the shotgun that's back there, the sawed off shotgun, and shoots him, blasts his ass uh, knocks him down and then they throw some type of like smoke into the room to choke out the uh, wannabe gangster that's sitting over there It's kind of weird with the way the scene plays out, right? Because they're all panicking, they block off the door, you know, and then they have that, they start to have that discussion with the people on the other side of the counter and basically you can hear them totally like, <laughs> trying to use their logic against them and where were the guys like, what the fuck do you think you are saying? Like, would you say that they're exercising their same rights? Like to have these guns to shoot at you because they're just trying to protect themselves at the same time. And he's just like, what? Like, is there a weird like lesson that they want them all to learn before they go out and kill them? It seems like that's kind of the case, but we don't really get a whole, like, lot of that throughout the whole movie. We have a couple little spots, and there's one kind of really funny one that pops up, but here it just doesn't really trigger anything into any of their heads, and it's just really odd like it seems out of place for a second like i wish that conversation would have gone on a little longer to the point that they may have like argued and had a reason to use the gun but it doesn't go on that long because all of a sudden the other lady from the Donetti's that she ate like all of a sudden starts foaming at the mouth and starts dying and that ruins the whole like commentary that you're going to try to have in this part of the scene right I would expect it there to be a little more. Yeah, there's a lot of satire that's going on here, and they try to do a lot of little bits of commentary, but they really don't have enough time to explore that. And I really wish they had spent a little more time in scenes like this. So, once she does choke herself out on whatever chemicals are inside the thing, they do kill the other guy with a shotgun blast, and then they go ahead and take out the wannabe gangster guy with the gas they've got there, and we get a little more from the shop owners and kind of a reflection onto what they believe that these guys consider them to be. Don't
5: make a mess! What?
3: I'm not cleaning him up!
4: I don't believe in hell
5: As you so eloquently posted I'm a godless elite For the record, asshole Climate change is real. Ah! Hit the bed, honey!
0: So, we're really like about 20 minutes into the movie at this point, and it's odd that basically everybody that they've kind of brought around so far has already been killed off. And it's really surprising to me that that's the situation that we've got. Like we're not slowly spreading it out over time that we've basically killed off most of the main people that we're dealing with. And we really haven't seen the main quote unquote heroine of the film, or I guess maybe she's more like an anti-heroine. when we think about it, um, they give her the term snowball that we'll talk about later. Um, it's just really weird. She also has like a term for herself either. And I should mention at the beginning of the film, they have this weird thing where there's like a tortoise in the text messaging thread, which is going to become important as the movie moves along. So think about that. Um, And I'm sorry that I didn't mention it till now, but it's going to make more sense as the movie moves along. So... Basically, they're there now and they're cleaning up all of the stuff that's inside of this convenience store that they've made. And then, you know, one of them has a little bit of regret for what happened. And then all of a sudden, that's when our main heroine shows up to the business.
4: What? Nothing. Oh, come on, honey. Tell me what's wrong. He's wearing a wedding ring, he's a monster. Honey, he probably uses the N-word, and not even in private. He probably uses it on Twitter. Those people suffered 400 years of bondage at the hands of that piece of shit's ancestors. Those people? Sorry. Black people. African Americans.
6: Privilege, Julius.
4: It's perfectly fine to call them black again.
6: According to who? NPR. Which consists almost exclusively of...
4: White people.
5: We're the fucking worst.
6: Hello? Oh. Come in. I'm coming. You're there? Hey, we're here. We got three of them Molly, Moses, and Mr. Wimper Yeah, great. Liberty got Boxer, stuck him full of arrows, and then blew him to pieces. It was brutal. Anyway, Snowball's headed towards you now. She's maybe five minutes out. You gonna be ready, or do you need us to slow her down? We're good. No need. We're ready. Great. She's unarmed, so have some fun with it. Roger that. Over and out. Honey, that's poison! You rigged the soda? No. There are 43 grams of sugar in that bottle.
0: Oh, good God, Miranda. You're really scared I'm not
6: going to apologize for caring.
0: So, you see, everybody is as ridiculous as the next person is. There's only a couple people in this film that really aren't that ridiculous. And only one of them is a major character in the film, which happens to be Crystal. Even though she can have her ridiculous moments at time. But she's just kind of thrown into everything that's going on here, like the rest of the people that were suckered in or dragged to this place. So, (laughs) it's just... It's so ridiculous that they go so far in the way that these people talk, too. Like, you can't say black people, you know. Oh, no, can't do that because they were appropriated by our culture. You know, and, and they're so over the top that I don't know if you're supposed to necessarily dislike them or you're supposed to find them as much satire as the other members in the film. Now, I remember, like I said earlier, there was a lot of, you know, controversy that happened with this film because they're like, Oh, they're liberals hunting the, (laughs) hunting the conservatives in our country. And they made the conservatives these such, like, freaking stereotypes, especially when you see just the trailer, but you don't realize, and as more of the later trailers have come out, but not the initial one, that these characters are just as over the top as the other characters. And we're not meant to hate either side, we're meant to look at, try. I mean, in my mind, to be the centralist of this film. To really, like, have the middle ground in terms of the way that you see everything. See everything as being ridiculous. Their responses to all this stuff. That's why those weird little sections of... Even in what you have here uh, of, like, arguments against a certain type of mentality pop up. Like, I wish there was more of that, like, type of talk. Because you see how ridiculous it is from both sides. Like... She's trying to show him how ridiculous that thought will be where he doesn't have any type of rebuttal to it other than like, what? Like, I'm trying to be killed here, so it's the right for me to have my guns to go ahead and fight back from being killed. And she's like, well, isn't that the same thing? But he's not trying to go out and kill them with the guns. Like, there isn't any back and forth with it where you could get... The commentary i think that they're trying to make with this film and it's the same thing when you see some of these crazy like liberal things that happen here that like oh my god this is just way too over the top like there isn't enough i think to combat some of that stuff it does happen later but i don't want to ruin those things for you right now i want them to like naturally progress but A lot of this beginning is to show the ridiculousness of everything that they're thinking and kind of throw a couple things that maybe the the audience is supposed to listen to. But when we see how ridiculous the other side is too, it's like everybody's just being fucking stupid in this movie. And I believe that's the viewpoint that you got to take to truly enjoy the The rest of the movie is going to go. So now that they have word that Crystal is on the way coming there to get him uh, or to show up to the shop... Uh, they do manage to clear everything out super quick. Like, from the point that, you know, they've killed everybody, they managed to mop up the floor really, really good, get all of the gas out of there really quick, and set up everything that they had set up before, you know, especially with her, like, ODing on a fucking donut. You know, it, it looks relatively normal, I guess, for a rural gas station than you would normally see. So, Crystal comes into the shop... And then she realized that something's not quite right from something that you wouldn't expect.
1: A pack of lights, please.
0: Coming right up. You want to fill her up?
1: I don't have a car.
4: Oh, he, he walked over. Oh. Everything okay?
1: I lost my wallet. Oh. It's for um emergencies. You want some matches with that? Yeah. A little sweaty. What state is this? Sorry. You don't understand the question?
4: Oh no, I didn't just Most people know where they are.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why well, ain't most people?
6: You're in the glorious state of Arkansas. Is there anything else?
1: No! Please, no, please! Cigarettes in Arkansas only cost six bucks. You fucked up, bitch! <laughs>
0: that shit makes me laugh every time it's so poorly done and the way her face you have to see this is one of those things that like if you're watching the film you have to see like those little scenes where she makes these faces and it's i don't know what to think of the role of crystal i mean it's interesting and it's played rather well by uh Betty Gilpin and honestly I didn't recognize her from a whole lot she was part of Glow I don't really watch Glow she was also in a movie called Isn't a Romantic with Rebel Wilson so romantic comedy that's there True story. I've never heard of that before. Um, but she was in the grudge and I don't remember who she was in the grudge. It wasn't an important enough role for, for me to like be like, oh, it's that. And she's done like things on like Robot Chicken and American Gods and a couple different stuff, but it's nothing that I really remember her for or I'm like, oh, hey, I know that l- lady. Like she <laughs> just, she has moments where she's really like, relatively funny with the way that she does stuff and I don't know if she meant to do those things so over the top like just the way that she says you fucked up bitch like, even the look on her face is so stupid That it's so ridiculous and so goddamn funny and I had to stop I remember when I was watching it and just laugh because it was so bad like that whole thing and she has a couple of times that she does these things but I don't know if it's meant to be like she has this like badass character to her that you just don't know. But she's definitely a lot more knowledgeable than everybody else that they've kidnapped. Like everybody that they've taken so far all have some type of like, you know, connection and know about this whole manor gate thing, which they explain a little more of what exactly that is. But basically, you know, it's a conspiracy theory that this actually happens. That's that's all you really need to know right now, and you can kind of put that together just from, you know, the way the characters have talked. And you even heard the, you know, white rapper guy say, oh, God, man, this is real? Like, he didn't think that it was a real thing, yet he would talk about it. So, you can start to put a couple things together, I think, right away from the beginning of the film. So... She's the only one that maybe doesn't know what's going on, and maybe does, I don't know, but all she knows is that somebody's trying to kill her, and she's got a lot of knowledge in her head, I mean, who the hell remembers what the price of cigarettes are in fucking Arkansas when you live in another state, is it because it's cheaper? Is that the reason why you know those prices and you gave them whatever you gave them? She gave them a 20 and she only got $10 and like 40 cents worth of change. So that would be the price that maybe they'd buy them in like California where there's a ton of fucking like taxes on the cigarettes, especially for something that looks like it's Liggett's. Uh, and then there's nothing inside the package after everything because oh god these goddess elites think that you know smoking's the devil and doesn't care what anybody else thinks about them so that's why they're not going to have anything like that in their store if anything they should just kept them in there to be the poison that's going to kill somebody else they could have just poisoned the tip of the fucking cigarettes sold the smokes made a couple dollars and then you know or be like oh that's slowly going to kill you anyway and give yourself a fucking PSA about what smoking's going to do to you even though most people that smoke know exactly what it's going to do to them so it's the way that it is I guess nonetheless she goes outside and she goes to the truck and she decides that hey this is the way going to get out of here but before she opens the door she notices a trip wire which leads to a bunch of explosives on the back of the truck so what does she do? She just goes and hides inside the bushes and waits for the next person to come around and takes the walkie talkie and listens in on what the elites are talking about with everybody kind of still running around whatever little complex that they have there.
6: Hello? Julius? Miranda? Are you there? Richard, are you on? Yes. uh, Yes. Affirmative. I'm here. This is Liberty. I can't
2: find Orwell. Which one's the Orwell?
6: Orwell is the pig. You named the fucking pig? Richard, enough. Did anyone see Snowball going?
5: Uh, no, we lost visual of the road. Why
6: don't you go take a look?
5: Go take a, go- yes, 10-4. can't
1: see anything. The signal went
5: out.
1: Turn your radio off. What? Turn your fucking radio off now. At least one of you is smart.
0: So it, she's not necessarily talking about the person that shot down the drone. She's talking about the people that are on the other side of the communication. Like, she realizes that there's somebody that's got their shit together, where the rest of them really don't have anything together at all. They're just doing this for the, possibly the quote-unquote, fun of it, right? (laughs) When they realize that, hey, somebody shot down the drone, let's turn all of our radios off, because that's gonna basically let them know where we are, right? And who happens to be the person that shoots down the drone? Why, it's one of the many people that were captured, and this happens to be Gary, and Gary is played by Ethan Suppley. And if you don't remember Ethan Suppley, you should remember Ethan Supley because he has one of the greatest roles in one of my favorite movies, Mallrats. <laughs> he happens to be the guy that can't figure out what the hell is in the 3D like magic eye picture that's there and can't get it right away. And it's so fucking hilarious. But he's been in a bunch of other things too. And he's always been kind of the big fat bumbling idiot guy. And man he looks totally different than what he did when I remember him from older movies back then. And I know there's some videos and some pictures out there where he's like totally jacked and stuff like. He went on some fucking like Dave Chappelle shit. You know he got himself all fucking buff. And you know he's trying to give the angry dad a run for his money. But it's never going to fucking happen. It's just one of those things that you have out there. But he still looks really different, even for this movie. He still kind of has the hair thing and the beard. But because he's not as big as he used to be, I didn't recognize him right away. And I was like, wait, when you look at the eyes, I'm like, is that really him? And then turns out it is really him. It was the same thing I had with the This Is Us guy. You know, I really was like, I had asked my wife, is that that guy? And she was like yeah I think it is and then I looked like that's when I found out that he did not have his name attached to this even though it's on his IMDB so is what it is so she comes out of the bushes and she approaches Gary and basically um, convinces him that she's on his side and calls him an idiot at the same time
1: don't fucking move you lower your gun I'm a friendly how do I know that you pull that door handle And you'll blow the fuck up, and then you'll know. Oh. Thanks. You should not have shot that drone.
3: But now they can't see us.
1: Don't need to. You just told them we're here. Where are you going? Saw some tracks earlier. I'm gonna follow them. Whose tracks?
0: Hey, whose tracks? So they're gonna go ahead and walk down the road. There's something that happens too before he even gets there where she takes the back of the truck off and realizes, like, the the license plate. She sees an Arkansas license plate, but pulls it down, and she notices that there's a flag, and it looks like a European-style license plate, and it's flag with stars on it that has something to do with one of the, like, Eastern European countries. It could be, you know... I thought it was Sweden for some reason when I looked at it. I'm like, Oh, it's a Swedish flag. And no, I'm a fucking idiot. It's not the fucking Swedish flag. And we'll find out what, where they actually are, uh, as time moves on in the movie. But She's definitely got some type of like training or she has some type of like sense of things of what's going on because every turn she's realized that there's something else that's wrong with the situation they're in and then like she can actually like figure out what's going on. In the plan that the other elites have with the people that are there. Because without her, Gary would have blown himself the fuck up. Because he just wouldn't have gone to the the truck. He wouldn't have checked everything. Even though he blew up the drone. He's like, oh, there's a fucking drone and it's flying. I'm going to use my guns and it's just like a shoot first, ask questions later. His ask questions later would have gotten him blown the fuck up if he wasn't cautious. So... There's something to be said about them trying to think ahead of the people that they brought here at the same time, you know, bringing Crystal into the situation may not have been the best for them if they were just trying to find random people that they could kill just to exploit the fact that they're gung-ho about things. So it's definitely a weird situation that you've got going on here with Gary just following Crystal around and still not quite like giving his own type of well he does give his own type of opinion of what's going on here but he's not really that sharp on like how to survive in a situation like this
1: they just kill you when you came in don't care
0: you want to hear my theory
1: not really
3: you read that article every year these liberal elites you know the globalist cucks who run the deep state kidnapped bunch of normal folks like us and hunt us for fucking sport in like this mansion in Vermont or something. I forwarded that to 50 friends. It's not like I believed it. you believe it?
1: That you have 50 friends?
3: No, the rest
1: of it. Mm. This ain't Vermont. Where are you going now? I'm Gary. Shut the fuck
0: up, Gary. It's actually pretty hilarious because that's actually the name of his character in the film is Shut the Fuck Up, Gary. And it's weird that we have to watch fucking Crystal P. And, like, it's for a while, too. It seems like it's a little bit too long. And you get a little bit there. They talk a little further there. But I just wanted to cut it because a train comes by and they decide that that's the way they're going to get away is by jumping on the train. But... You can tell that Crystal just is a survivalist, right? Just from this little conversation where Gary is definitely a conspiracy theorist. Okay, he's definitely believes in the deep state and the underground and I bet you has a fucking podcast about how all this shit comes together or whatever it is, you know, that only the 50 people that supposedly he sent a shit to, but may not have had 50 people that he sent this shit to, actually, like, listen to what he's talking about. I don't believe for one second that, you know that he truly believes everything that he talks. He just talks about, you know, the stuff that's out there and what's hot at the moment to get the followers that he has growing. And that's probably, you know, what they're going for and the quickness of misinformation that's spreading around. But it's not spreading to many people. It's only spreading to 50, you know, and how many people actually listen to his podcast? Who knows? Maybe it's more people that listen to this one. If that were the case, huh. But if it's not the case, then Yay. i mean i don't know i don't know what the fuck i'm thinking about here but it's just like she is just trying to think with a level head she's more worried about the fact that somebody is trying to kill her than what the whole deep state conspiracy is where his whole thing is oh my god we're part of the deep state you know and we can you know bust all this stuff out and we can tell everybody what's going on and she's just like look first I gotta fucking survive that's what she's most worried about and she just wants to get the fuck out of there that's it and that's not a bad plan to be honest with you rather than bogging yourself down with a bunch of other bullshit rather than just, you know, if you manage to survive, then go ahead and tell everybody, but let's focus on being smart and just getting the fuck out of here. And that's when she, you know, feels the train because she's popping a squat and she decides to go to the tracks and notices that it's starting to like rumble more as it gets closer to them, meaning the train is actually coming their way and is not something off in the distance or not very far away. So they do jump, onto the train together she gets on there first because she's definitely a lot more in shape than he is but she does manage to pull him up and get him onto the train itself as they get onto the train that's where they run into what he calls crisis actors including a crisis baby Who's there?
3: come the fuck out or i'll
2: shoot That would like a Naralena, a Oh, come on. What? They're
3: not real. Uh-uh. You know what we have here? Crisis
2: actors. What are the
3: chances the one train car with the open doors, full of illegals? I mean, will you look at these fucks? A little obvious, don't you think? Are you fucks trying to teach us a lesson? Oh, no! I feel so sorry for immigrants and refugees. I'm going to have to rethink my entire position on immigration.
1: Gary, they got a baby.
3: So? They're crisis babies. Oh, you're good, Mohammed. But if you don't cut the bullshit in three seconds, I'm gonna blow your fucking dick off.
0: One,
5: oh, two.
0: Okay, Gary, you're going a little too far there. You know, I'm glad that the train stopped because then I'd have to put that on the list of things you don't do to a fucking dick, okay? That list is getting fucking long as it is already, and you shouldn't be blowing anybody's dick off. So, it's just, it's fucking hilarious. Like, the whole thing, yeah, it... It's making, again, it's making commentary over the whole thing of quote-unquote crisis actors. But, honestly, it's... (laughs) It seems like it's a little bit too planned. And you know that there are probably is something that's going on, whether or not the train is real. And you don't know what the hell is real in the film. And some of it is playing to that paranoia that they have. Is this real? Is this them getting away? Or are there really crisis actors that are here on the, you know, on the train? And she is like, look, (laughs) you know, there's a baby there. You know, and he's like, well, there's there's crisis babies like, come on, the baby's not going to be in on the whole thing. And there's probably if there were crisis actors, maybe it's not everybody. Maybe it's just somebody as part of the group, but they do get stopped by a bunch of what we're going to find out soon are a bunch of uh, Czechoslovakians. Uh, And they pull everybody off the train. And she manages to convince Gary to stash the gun. Because they're going to get blown the fuck up. If somebody actually sees them with the weapons that they have there. And it's better for them to survive and be captured by the local military. Than say get (laughs) continue on the train. And get blown the fuck up by somebody else that's on the fucking train. Or get caught up by whoever these elites actually are. So they pull everybody off the train. And they start like checking them through like they're refugees. And of course, Gary ain't having none of that shit. Ah,
3: ah, ah. Sir, Ah. sir, excuse me. I don't know exactly where we are, but I'm an American. 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 Yeah, yeah, her too. Look, let me explain everything, sir, because I know exactly what's going on here, okay? These are not real refugees. These are crisis actors.
5: Look,
3: I have a podcast. I've been exposing these people, okay? They were placed on the train as a part of Manorgate This has all been an elaborate trap
2: to try to ensnare us. are people. We don't know. They don't know. do know. I don't think they believe you, Gary.
5: Did you hear him? Did you hear Did you hear him? Bullshit. This is
2: that. that's bullshit. You're all fake! You're all fake! It's Gary, you have just gotta chill, okay, buddy? No, those other refugees? They weren't part of this. They're real. I know. I have been embedded with them, okay? And those soldiers, well, they're fucking real, too. That train wasn't supposed to be stopped. So just calm the fuck down, and we will get through this, all right? And you know what? I'll even give you guys a head start before I come after you. How's that sound? You good? Come on, buddy. Gary, here, here, Gary, go. I'm not your buddy! Ah!
0: All right, so Gary's fucking pissed off, and I fucking called it. Gary has a fucking podcast. How ridiculous is that? I mean, come on. Podcasters talking to people and giving their wild theories about whatever they're interested in? I mean, how ridiculous can that be? I mean, um it's great. Podcasters are wonderful. I love all podcasters, especially myself. Uh, but it's just... <laughs> Of course, that's the route that we would go because, you know, you can't just have, you know, normal wackos out there that just have websites. Now they have every fucking medium possible to get their wacko ideas out there. And why not have podcasts be one of them? So he, one of the guys there he was totally right about is a crisis, not necessarily a crisis actor, but is one of the elites that's there hunting them. And he's got a backpack full of grenades and when he finally does reveal himself because it wasn't part of the plan that the government there was going to stop them and have it inspecting them all and basically he's like be cool and we'll get to the point where I can start hunting you once again he doesn't want any of that shit and he goes into total rage mode knocks him down and then manages to grab on one of the grenades and oh my fucking god Gary why the fuck did you do this man now I gotta add it to the list he puts the grenade down his pants and blows off his fucking Dick. He told him he'd do it. He said, I'm going to blow off your dick, but it didn't mean that you're going to blow him up by his dick. Now I got to add this to the fucking list. Come on, guys. Can you please stop it? Like every new movie I fucking see every time I do something for this fucking podcast, I got to put another thing on the list. You don't need to do it to a dick. All right. Well, whoever's keeping tabs right now, add don't put a grenade on somebody's dick. A live grenade. You can put a, I guess, a fake grenade or one that has the pin on it. Or you could give him a fighting chance. You could make it a live grenade and then put the pin in there. But then, eh, that's not really the way that you want to go with it, right? You don't want him to accidentally blow off his dick. Um, maybe you just have like a, a fake explosion or something like that. But, you know, poor guy here, he gets blown the fuck up. And then that gives Gary a chance to escape but they do capture crystal and they do bring her to the head of command there to basically talk to her. And <laughs> that's where she finds out that somebody else amongst the crew that she was brought with was also captured.
5: I'm dinner. And this boy, uh, you have papers. Where are we? Where do you think?
1: Well, I was uh, eating in Mississippi when I got knocked out for what was at least 18 hours, so taking that kind of into account, along with your accent and a license plate I fucking saw, I'm guessing I'm probably in Bosnia, Serbia, Croatia. are in Croatia, man. Yeah.
5: How you get here?
1: Doesn't matter. You need to call the American embassy.
5: It's paper.
1: I don't have papers. Can't call the embassy.
5: You, um, hunted?
1: Who said I was hunted?
5: Don. Hmm? You hunted like Don? Who the fuck
1: is Don?
0: Bring Don.
5: I want to have one of those? No. Done. Howdy. Yeah, I need like Don. Mm-hmm. Told you, assholes.
0: So, the one thing that he wouldn't give her, she asked for a cigarette because he started putting one in his mouth and was getting ready to, but never actually fucking lit it. And then two, they're actually in Croatia, so I fucked up once again, and they're not in Czechoslovakia, as I had mentioned earlier. So, basically, you got a bunch of Croatian soldiers out there that have some refugees. Um, the other thing I found ridiculous that I didn't talk about from the last scene, I should say, is the fact that this guy spent all his time inside, like, deep cell with all of these, like, uh, immigrants that were traveling around the country, I guess, and trying to go from place to place to eventually get, and he's been doing this for months, yet he didn't learn how to use a fucking grenade, right? Like, he could have done anything, and he became a fumbling fucking idiot when he was trying to get it out of his pants, like... He should have learned at least how to calm down to make sure that he could grab it. Maybe he was fumbling around. He was like, nope, that's my nuts. That's not the grenade. Nope, that's my nuts again. Okay, why do my nuts feel like the fucking grenade? And then finally, like, threw it out of there. Or just shake it out of the pants. Just fucking shake it off. Shake it off. And hopefully it rolls down your leg. And then you can get the fuck out of there. Maybe you lose just a toe rather than your whole fucking body, you know. I think it would have been also funny, too, if a piece of him had, like, fallen on top of Gary. You know, he blew off his dick, and then his dick lands in his face or something like that. I think that would have been at least somewhat interesting. But that's at least two people that are three people that have been blown up. Huh. Wow, they blow up a lot of people in this film. It's kind of weird. Um, so... Now we see that Don is there, and Don is one of the first people that we met in the film. Uh when before, you know, Emma Roberts got shot in the face. Uh he's the one that told her, Do you, can you do this? Which is like move your do trigger action with your finger. Uh well then you can fire a fucking gun. And now he's there. He's been captured by the Croatians, and you know, she still can't get a fucking cigarette, even though, you know, he's like, Yeah, I'm like fucking Don. And they finally like believe him, even though he's been like How the fuck would they have gotten there? I mean, I understand you kind of get there and you're like, what the hell is going on? And he's wearing like his like Air Force hat. So I might have been like, okay, this is a little weird, but maybe I'll believe the old man because he just came out of of nowhere. And you know what? At the time, he probably did have a weapon from the guys. And so they might have been like, well, why you got a fucking gun? You know, you're here. You've been captured, but she ain't got shit. And then they finally do let both of them go. And, you know, her and Don have a conversation about kind of what's going on and Don's plans after they get out of there. I was heading north when the dogs came after me. And I thought I was fucking dead.
5: You know, that it was those Manor Gate assholes. Man, I was, I was relieved when it was just the fucking Russians. You know, a uh, more, one more uh, you know? And, and, and what was up with that crate? I mean, why why did they give us weapons before they started picking us off? To make it more fair? <laughs> and what was over that pig? Right? I thought they were all vegans. Yeah, well, I cannot wait to blow the lid off this shit. Because we're going to be on Hannity, you and me. Just like them two Jew boys that fuck Nixon up. You want to share what you're thinking, sweetie? Hmm?
0: Come on, you don't care why they're doing this to us. I'm trying to
5: kill me, I don't give a shit
1: why.
0: Okay, I'm totally on her train of thought, and just the guys that are trying to kill you. So she doesn't care why they're trying to kill her. They just she just wants to either get the fuck out of there or stop them from fucking killing her. And that should be the mindset of everybody. Where this guy's kind of going with like, oh, I'm going for the glory. They're going to have us on Hannity, and then what? You're going to talk about the liberal elite. Be like, yeah, they brought me to this place. They killed a bunch of my friends. What is it going to prove? Like, who are they, though? Like, are they... They think they're the people that are controlling the country. Like, they never really get into that other than we know that these guys are liberals because of what happened in the beginning. And we know that they have money. But they aren't, like, involved with anything major. They're not in any type of, like, you know, we learn... Just a little bit, there is a longer scene that we're going to get into, um, that we, where we learn a little bit of how everything came to be. Um, but even in that scene, we don't really learn if they're actually a part of anything bigger. Like the conspiracy, you know, that they have going on is that a bunch of liberal elite, they go out there, they kidnap people, they put them into a game and they hunt them and they kill them. You know, to them, the liberal elite are the people that are controlling society. That's what I'm assuming when it comes to this stuff. But there isn't anything to show you that these people are involved with anything that is, like, governmental, like, related. There isn't anything that would put them in that type of... They may be in the power of certain companies, but there isn't, like, where they have to be, you know... (laughs) in in these like moments of power that a lot of conspiracy theorists like believe in Uh, at least that's not what i got from it maybe i'll have to like readjust myself after going through it again as we go through the podcast and if i'm wrong in my train of thought as we're talking about these scenes i didn't really get that feeling out of it And maybe there's something that i missed and if i missed it hey we'll discuss it when it comes up so at this point, there's somebody that's coming to them from the embassy that's basically going to be picking them up and then taking them to the American embassy, or so they think. And that happens to be uh, random guy number one that's you know decides to drive them back and has a nice little conversation with them to the point that uh, he says something that, well, Crystal doesn't necessarily agree with. So you're
2: telling me that they built entire gas station out here just to convince you this was the middle of Arkansas? What kind of sick individual even comes up with that? It's horrifying. You fucking said it, Junior. Okay, we're gonna get back to the embassy. I'm gonna contact the State Department. We're gonna get military support out here. We're gonna find these animals.
5: Atta Why would they do something like that? Same reason elites do anything. Because they think they're better than us. Yeah, but... But why you? I mean, it seems so personal, right?
2: What? No, no, I mean, I'm I'm just asking, why pick you of all people? You must have done something to pop up on their radar somehow. Otherwise, why target you so specifically? We didn't do shit.
5: Okay. So what, what, you think
2: it's our fucking fault? No, 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 that's not what I'm... No, I would never blame the victim. Yeah. There'd have to be a reason is all. Can you think of anything anything at all no matter how minor that might make somebody want to try something is wow Oh! god what oh. Oh. no no no, no. Oh my god
6: stop the car stop the
3: car oh. Oh.
5: Oh my god oh. are you out of your mind woman no 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 why did you do that oh no why did you dad
3: what is wrong with you what is wrong with you you are not right oh my god
5: fuck why did you do that why he was trying to save us he was.
0: oh jesus
1: nope it's gary
0: okay so there's a couple things that are going on that made you like well, it definitely made me think, huh, something might not be right here. The first thing is, is the gas station conversation. Because he's all of a sudden saying, so there was a gas station that they made out here. But I don't remember Don ever talking about the gas station or ever going to the gas station. Unless that was something that Crystal told Don. And Don just relayed like, oh yeah, there's a whole thing like acting like he was there, even though he wasn't. So maybe I could totally take that with a grain of salt. But really, there's other things in the scene that Don is just not realizing. Like, when the driver basically is saying things like, oh yeah, I don't victim blame. Okay, automatically right there, he's a part of the group. And Don's just like, what the fuck? But of course, Crystal recognizes what's going on and just sends his ass flying out of the car with a good kick to the face and opens the door and throws him out like you can see her getting ready for it too and i like the like the preparation that they're doing for the scene and then she gets in the driver's seat and just runs over the guy's head i wish okay it's morbid to say but i kind of wish we had seen it but we see the car pull up and when we saw especially when we saw like emma roberts head blow up and we've seen a couple other scenes that are a little more uh, gruesome than what we've seen here it would have been you know fine to see at least uh, a splatter of blood or something come out especially since they're not really doing those types of things uh and then you know when they get to the trunk and they, what's the reason why I wouldn't you do it and all of a sudden there's gary in the trunk and gary's got a knife in his fucking face so and i love that line too jesus no that's gary <laughs> like there's there's times like that I freaking love the way Crystal is portrayed, and then there's the times in the goddamn gas station where I can't fucking stand the way that she's being portrayed, and it's terrible. So, of course, you know, now that they're basically stranded, and Dawn is kind of livid. You know, he he doesn't understand he wasn't able to get anything out of him, especially when he started asking again the other weird questions of, well, isn't there something that you think that you might have done that would have put you into this place? And they're just, like, not getting it. Don's not getting it. You know, there's, there's some type of lesson that they need to like learn, you know, at least as dumb as Gary was, Gary was still like in the mindset of, Oh God, you guys are trying to teach me something. Oh, teach, you know, treat immigrants just like they would because I'm on the run. They're on the run. Oh, okay. I totally get it. But Don here, you know, again, it's suspicious cause he's just not really like getting it. Like, what do you mean? Like, there's <laughs> there something that would have done to be placed here. Like, what did you particularly do to get yourself put in this situation? And it, there's weird type of like playing possum thing that I think that like going on that either Don's like too dumb enough to get it. Or there's something else that's going under Don's sleeve that we don't really know about at this point in the film. So once she's taken it out and she's shown Gary, she goes into, you know, well, he wonders what they're going to do next, and she goes into this really weird rendition of the tortoise and the hare. and um, yeah, it was it was too weird to not leave out the like the full thing on.
5: What is that? It's
1: where Mr. bullshit was taking us.
5: It seemed a little obvious, like like maybe they wanted us to find it
1: Depends on whether they're smart pretending to be idiots or idiots pretending to be smart. Well,
5: I say fuck those fuckers, okay? We got us a car, let's just fucking go, okay? I'm driving. Give me the key. No. No? No.
1: My mama used to tell me this story about the jackrabbit and the box turtle. The jackrabbit is a real dick because he brags all the time. Says nobody's faster than him. And, well, it's true. Because every time he races, the jackrabbit always wins. whole well, fucking forest has to put up with this shit day in, day out. Fucker always wants to race just to rub it in some more. So the box turtle figures... Why not? I'll give it a try. The jackrabbit like laughs. Like, okay, this will be fun. Let's let's fucking go. So, bang! Jackrabbit leaves the box turtle in his fucking dust. I mean, he is way out in front. Of course he is. Jackrabbit always wins. But he wants to put on a show and make it seem close. So he stops and he takes a nap. He sleeps longer, and he wanted to. By the time he wakes up, I mean, he knows he's fucked. Jackrabbit goes full tilt, but it's too late. The box turtle crosses the finish line first, and the crowd's like, goes fucking wild. Later that night, box turtle's having dinner with his family. Telling his little box turtles how he did it. I mean, never give up. I just keep crawling forwards and you can overcome just about anything. Door smashes in. It's a jackrabbit. And he has a hammer. Mm-hmm smashes up the wife and kids first, so the box turtle has to watch them die. Mm -hmm. And then it's his turn. Once the whole family's broken into little pieces, Mm -hmm. (laughs) he sits down and eats their dinner every last bite. Mm -hmm. the jackrabbit always
5: wins. Your mama told you that story? So so wait, so who's the rabbit? I
0: mean, is it us or them? I guess we're going to have to find out. So just remember the whole thing I said about the turtle earlier, and I really tried to figure this out, but I decided not to spend a whole lot of time trying to go through this story because it's really... Not the story that I remember. I just remember the whole thing with the tortoise. You know, it beats the hare and then it's like, okay, the hare becomes humbled. But in her story, no, the hare is still a fucking dick and decides to go fucking like Rambo on their asses and just fucking slaughter everybody that they can. He just goes in and kills everybody, makes sure that he watches them kill him and then eats all the food, and makes sure that the hare, wa- the tortoise, I should say, watches him eat all the food and then fucking kills him. It's so goddamn ridiculous, yet it's just kind of an interesting, like, story. I guess it's a weird fable on that, that, you know, a jackass will always be a fucking jackass because that's exactly what the rabbit is. Like, he can't lose, and if he's going to lose, you're going to pay for it because he shouldn't have lost. Um, So it's just kind of a, it's weird. I know that they're trying to make parallels with it, but it just seems so random to bring it in at this point in the movie When we don't know what exactly she is. And I'm assuming that they're saying that she's the jackrabbit and that, you know, she's going to finally get the comeuppance in the end. But I don't know, like, what has she done to show that she's always won? Nothing other than she's been the one to survive, right? She if she's like been relaxing at some point and eventually she's going to get in there and she's going to come back and, and win the day. I don't know. <laughs> like it's just it's weird. It's just weird being in there. So all of a sudden too, Orwell the pig shows up and they decide to go out hunting for liberals and they bring Orwell along with him, who you know is named after the author, right? And uh so we switch over into night and we see that all the elite liberals are sitting in that one little bunker and they're all waiting for the last two, which happen to be Dawn and Crystal. To arrive so that they can take them all out, and then uh, you know we get a bunch of random chatter to eventually uh, th- the next big set piece. is Oliver? He left to get them hours ago.
4: I'm
1: not sure, he's fine, Ted.
4: Oh wow, Ava Duvernay just liked one of my posts.
2: You're friends with Ava too?
4: No, Well, oh, maybe we met at a Time
2: 100 dinner. This is the photo that she liked when I was in Haiti.
5: <laughs> wait a second, wait.
2: You were in Haiti? Remind us, what were you doing there again? You were curing AIDS AIDS. in a favela, isn't
4: that? Don't joke about AIDS. No, no, no,
2: I'm not joking. AIDS is very, very serious, and thank God Martin is single-handedly taking it on. Okay, first of all, there are no favelas in Haiti. That's Brazil. Well, I just, I, I heard that you got a girl pregnant down there. Oh. I Fell in love. Hope she was pro-choice. Don't joke about choice, man. Please. What
1: matters is that Haiti is in the midst of a decades-long humanitarian crisis. And it needs all the help it can get.
2: Thank you. Does it need Martin Seaman? Okay. Oh. oh, Richard. Guys.
1: We're all on the same team. Did you say guys? I'm sorry. I gendered it. Where are they? Just call Oliver on the radio.
2: I mean, I think he's part of the embassy. <laughs> Shit. Uh, Sergeant Dale? will Little help? Please let's keep your voices down. Why? They're in a car. You hired me to consult you. I'm consulting you. What was the name of that movie you did again? Tears of the Sun. That's. I mean, that's actually what they called it. Tears of the Sun. Why is the sun crying? <laughs> it came out. I mean, like in theaters and stuff. Bruce Willis was in it. What? Love Bruce. Oh, he's cool. Stop fucking talking. Sorry, Athena. Well, I'm gonna go take a piss. Who has the hand sanitizer?
1: Christ
0: Richard just rough it Go fuck yourself Liberty Hey watch out for the trip wires. I know Wait 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 are we talking about the 2003 Bruce Willis driven vehicle About a group of like Military agents that go to rescue A doctor and only the way the doctor Will be rescued by them Is if they rescue the 70 other refugees As well that tears of the sun I didn't like that movie very much, to be honest with you. And I do kind of like Bruce Willis, but eh, it's kind of cheesy. I mean, eh, think what you will. But (laughs) it's just kind of weird, especially when we learn more about that character, the, the guy that did all the training for them, and especially what his status is and that he trained people for that movie. It's very, very awkward. And you can see why these guys are also, like, so fucking big bumbling idiots when it comes to anything that they're trying to figure out so here you do get that these guys are being represented in a way that you know they think that they're doing good and it's really another commentary on the liberal elites where they're like oh yeah you're going down there to help with aids but you quote unquote fall in love with somebody and you get her pregnant and you fucking leave like you don't care oh she better be pro-choice but like You got some bitch pregnant down there. That's up to you. Like, you need to be in that kid's lives. You don't just fucking go down there, make fucking kids, and then bounce the fuck out. That's your fucking kid, and that's the way that this is going to have to be. It's just so fucking ridiculous, and it's meant to get you, like, thinking on these guys. Okay, so they're no better. Their extreme is no better than the extreme that we're looking at with the other guys that are out there. So... They're all basic. There, the the one dude decides to leave, and he tries to go out and pee, but of course he's attacked by Crystal, and his neck gets sliced the fuck open, and he dies there out in the middle of the field. She then busts in and starts wrecking havoc on everybody. She manages to shoot the guy with the glasses as he's trying to leave. Uh, she puts a couple arrows. Well, she takes one of the arrows and stabs. Uh, Liberty in the stomach. She's the only one that I can remember what her name was. She kills the one guy. She beats the, the guy that is the trainer in the face with a fucking lead pipe. And then this all happens because Don drops Orwell in on everybody, surprising them, and allows her to surprise all the guys and basically make a killing, killing almost everybody. And then before he's able to finally get away, the guy with the glasses, the bald guy, who I can't remember what his name is, but this guy talks about pro-choice, Uh she manages to shoot him with a sniper rifle before she leaves. And then she's going to go up there and she's going to kill uh Liberty, right? But then Dawn comes in and interrupts it and, you know, she gives Dawn one of the things that she wanted from before, but then tables get turned on Dawn as well.
5: Heck.
1: Goddamn.
5: Whoa, hey, 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 it's
1: me. Thank you for all the help.
5: Fuck
1: you, I dropped a pig. Oh, give me a gun. Do you think you could find one? Don, is there anything you would like to ask her? What? You got mad that I killed the fucker in the car before you could ask him anything. And I thought, you know, now's your
5: chance. Why are you doing this to us?
0: Because Jesus told me to.
5: Well, there's your answer. Whoa, hey, hey, you can't. She's a woman.
1: Uh. Hey, miss. Do you think you should be afforded mercy just because you're a girl? No.
5: What the fuck is wrong with you? Dawn? Dawn?
6: Did you get her?
5: Don! Don! Whoa, whoa, whoa! hey! Hey! What's
1: going on? You one of them? What? No! You drop the gun and answer her.
5: I'm not dropping my gun. Don! What's
1: going on? Answer her.
6: Who is this? You don't
5: have to pretend anymore. She's figuring it out. I don't know who the fuck that is. Shoot her. Drop the gun. Fucking shooter, Don. They're playing you. They're fucking with you. I'm on your side here.
1: Just drop the gun. Don? Is she hurt? Don's dead. Because of me
6: then I guess you better come and get me.
0: Okay, so the whole thing that's going on here is pretty ridiculous. One, I really love the fact that they did the whole thing with, uh, you know, her, and she's like, do you want to be treated differently because you're one of the girls? And she's like, no, and then she fucking just kills her right away anyway. And then the whole dissension with Dawn. And honestly, Dawn could have been alive still if he had just dropped the gun and did what she said. You know, if he had played along with the whole thing and he really played, we don't know if he's necessarily on her side, uh, on his own side, or with the Athena crew, right, with the liberal elites, but because he knew about the gas station, but we never saw him there. I'm leading to believe that he actually was really a part of it, even though we're not explicitly told that he was actually a part of it. They kind of do it in a way where they say right away that, you know, especially when we run into it and we finally see Athena face to face as she's played by Hillary Swank we still don't necessarily know if (laughs) Don was a part of the whole situation. So we're led to believe right now that that's a possibility. And I kind of want to believe that as well, just because of whatever they talked about when they did talk about stuff, uh, you know, in the car that was leading up to there and that he just happened to be with the Croatian people right away, even though he was chased around by the dogs. Uh, The other thing is, is that, you know, (laughs) <laughs> Athena's just right away she's like okay well you know if Don's dead then I guess you're coming after me cause I'm the only one that's left there but the you know the one dude that is the contractor is still left alive right there and that's gonna give her a little more information than I think he even he wants to give out
1: I heard them call you a consultant you trying these fuckers
0: yeah how much did they pay
1: you
5: Nothing. I owed her a favor.
1: And where is she? Why? You won. Let's go home. Because I am like and uh, I work at a car rental company and there's nowhere to put that. So maybe today I can, like... So where the fuck is she? Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Sorry. Okay, okay, okay,
5: okay. Three clicks northwest. Three clicks. The, gravel road, to the road to the manor. You have no idea what you're up against. She's been training for eight months.
3: She's gonna rip you into pieces. We'll see. You, you in the service?
1: Uh yes Afghanistan me National Guard I mm-hmm. thought so you were never in the shit
5: I'm in it now
1: that's a nice way of looking at it hey, thank you for your service
0: and of course she manages to take his ass out right there and then So there is a couple of little things that are kind of odd with the scene in general. And you learn a little more about Athena and that she really was taking everything seriously that she's doing here. Like that she, he doesn't want to like tell her that, you know, (laughs) she's been ultra training and that she's going to get her ass kicked. But we do know a lot from the way that crystal has been acting that she definitely has some type of training that she's, you know, hasn't used to her full potential and we also know that she is a little fucking crazy in the head because of again (laughs) the the dumb faces that she makes in the scene because she's like i'm a little (laughs) and she's making this weird like crazy face you know because she works like i work in car rental and she doesn't get to do these type of things meaning that she probably enjoys doing what she's doing right now going after people actually enjoying like this is her own version of the hunt as well, she's going after the people that are trying to kill her. She's trying to kill them off. Even though, you know, she's the one that's being hunted here. She's turning around. So I guess now she's like the female Rambo that's going on here. I, I don't really know. But you can see that even when she says, you know, and now I think like, I can actually do something with the <laughs> that I want to do. Like she wants to get that like anger out, and now she has the chance to actually get that out and take it on the people that have been trying to kill her the whole time. And she really has cuz she's killed these guys in pretty gruesome ways from, you know, blowing off their heads to you know, slashing their necks to getting a poor pig killed when it came downstairs. There's a lot of things that have been going on in the film and she's managed to conquer them all and uh, and enact her like somewhat revenge in very brutal ways. So from here, we actually go back to the past and we learn how everything actually was getting set up in this film because now we focus in on Athena, right? and we learn that what we saw in the beginning of the movie actually caused the downfall of her and actually kind of led them into the situation.
6: Hello, Paul. Hey, Athena, hi. What are you doing in my office?
4: Take a seat.
6: Hello, Nicole. Athena?
4: Have a seat. Hi. Hi. So you're aware Martin's account got hacked last week, right? Having the CEO, Paula, hear everything. And Martin's one of my closest friends. So you know how embarrassing it was for him? All the uh, extramarital communiques. I
6: call it sending his wife's oncologist pictures of his cock.
4: I mean, there are more than just the cockpits. There were texts and emails, and he said some extraordinarily critical things about the president. Oh, well. Last I heard, free speech still exists. Don't do that. Don't don't First Amendment me, please. It's not a country, it's a business. A business, and there are optics. You fired Martin? No, he realized he had to take one for the team. The team? Yeah, the team. We have a team. Our team. What's in the file, Nicole? (laughs) Just a sec. Um, Do you recall a text thread you had with Martin, Peter, Richard, and Liberty, amongst others, December 17th at 10 o'clock in the morning?
6: I don't recall the text thread I had last fucking Tuesday, Paul.
4: Go go ahead, Nicole.
6: Martin, did anyone see what our rat fucker-in-chief just did? Liberty, yes. Day equals ruined. Peter, infuriating. Athena, at least the hunt's coming up. Nothing better than going out to the manor and slaughtering a dozen deplorables. Miranda, we promised not to talk about the manor on text. Ted, viva el manor. Liberty, Deleting this thread.
4: I'm going to get it. Are you aware there's an active group of people out there believe this is a real thing?
6: Believe what's a real thing?
4: That you're hunting human beings for sport. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah? Not funny. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah, conspiracy websites are all over it. They're going bananas. They're going berserk. Reddit. I mean, I don't know the names of them all. But anyway, somebody pulled a property tax record for the manor that you bought in Vermont. Manor?
6: No, I don't own a fucking manor in Vermont. It's a three bedroom house.
4: Jesus, I can't believe you use that word. Manor? No. Deplorables? It's. Charge. Oh, well,
6: I initially typed fucking rednecks, but then I decided that wasn't specific. Hey,
4: come on. What?
6: What would you prefer I call them, Paul? Gun-clutching homophobes? Hey, hey, stop. Please. Academically challenged racists? Hey, hey. What about tooth-deprived babies. We have our best team
4: at Reputation Management flooding, flooding the search engines in the hopes this thing doesn't go mainstream. But even if by some miracle it doesn't, and I really don't see that happening. Martin did what he had to. Richard did what he had to. He's out of Blue West. Julius and Miranda had to step down from their foundation, Liberty exited her fund. I'm sorry. You gotta go. Paul. Uh-huh. One joke. Wasn't fun. It wasn't real. I mean, I wish this didn't happen. I really do, but. This. Idea is out there and these people believe it. and they're not going away. Sorry. What? People
6: believe I'm hunting human beings at my manor. What fucking people!
0: Okay, so everything we saw at the beginning of the the film was pretty much just a joke thread, right? So they were basically talking with each other, can't believe everything that's going on, and then there was the joke about the manor. Ooh, we're gonna take everybody to the manor, and we're gonna kill a bunch of people and it was misinterpreted like the it's that situation and I don't know if we can really believe that it was a joke I mean I guess that we kind of have to at this point Because she's really pushing the whole thing. And the way that everybody has acted in this situation. Basically, it stemmed from one of them, one of her friends, the people that they know, doing something really inappropriate that they were basically going to lose their job from. And because, once again, they're like kind of saying in a not-so-subtle way, I guess, is that, oh, well, we can't do those things nowadays because, you know, the way that everybody's trying to find a reason for somebody to go down so they're going to find something so he had to, you know, leave his job. Like, he basically had to get fired or come to the mutual decision that he's not going to be working with them anymore. And... You know, they kind of like joked about it and like, oh God, you know, well, you know, back in the day, maybe that wouldn't have been a, as big of a deal, but that's the way they got to handle these things. And now she's going to lose her entire livelihood because of this joke and because these people, whoever they are, they have all basically taken whatever she said and ran with it they created a whole conspiracy theory out of a joke that she said because she said that she was going to go and kill a certain group of people and that you can't joke about it with certain people nowadays if you're going to say some things and really that's not something to necessarily joke about i totally get that situation but if you're going to go in and you're going to actually like (laughs) you know It's kind of like saying that the biggest group of snowflakes are the ones that get the jokes made fun of them, right? They can say whatever they want in certain situations and they can, and it goes for both groups of people. I'm not signaling one person out or doing anything like that, but it's the person that gets butt hurt the most that says, man, it was a joke. You can't take a joke. And then when something goes on with them, oh, I'm going to riot and I'm going to do this stuff and look what they're doing to us. And this is unexcusable and blah, 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 blah. And that's kind of what's going on here. It's the shoe on the other foot right the whole thing got started because she made a joke somebody in the group went along with it and they tried to leave the conversation like oh that's going a little too far and then when it came to the people that got wind of it they're like, oh, see, this is what it is. These are the people that are coming out to get us because we're true-blooded Americans and, you know, look at what they're trying to do. They're going to put us into these camps or they're going to put us into this thing in Vermont and they're going to kill us rather than just kind of going through like, hey, this isn't, you know, this this <laughs> couldn't possibly be real, but it goes the same on, on the other foot, right? And the fact that they're, you know, Athena and her group are upset because of this joke that come on man like you know I shouldn't have to lose all this stuff and they're just like look this is a society that we live in now you do something stupid like this before maybe it wasn't a big thing but because people they went out there and they got you know wind of whatever you were doing and they decided that this was something that was real even though it's not and now there's a bunch of crazy nuts out there It's going to hurt the business if you're a part of the business. That's just the way that it works nowadays. Like, don't do things in fucking public. Unless you were, like, just talking amongst friends. But because there's a record of it, and however they got that thread of text messages, and however they got it out there, who knows? Because that's never explained in this fucking movie, and I really wish that it was in some way, shape, or form. But you know it's out there and it's gonna hurt the business so she's losing her business and that's where they decide now they're gonna turn everything real and that's how they went through and actually picked the people that they were gonna go after in this hunt that now is being created
2: okay this is gary for usa he's got a podcast called the confederate files he's a peace score 8.5
6: what? What does that P stand for again?
2: Piece of shit. I vote in. In. Yeah. In. 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 Another in. Okay. Oh. oh gross. Big game Shane. Trigger warning, I'm oh. sorry. I think the pick speaks for itself. It's an 8.8. 8. In. in. Guys, we can't include everybody, okay? Thousands of people posted about Manor Gate, oh, so... Christ. It's a gate now? Well, they ruined water and pizza. Why not manners? Listen, I want to slaughter all of them just like everybody else here, okay? But our military consultant says we got to cap it out at 12. Why? It's our first time. Safety reasons, okay? okay. Oh, cr- heavens god forbid somebody gets hurt is that a kimono that's appropriation Richard. hey we're in
4: liberty and ted in therapy Jesus. they lost everything
6: which they, they lost their jobs and their reputation so did i
2: miranda but i'm dealing with it with you know drugs and alcohol like a normal person excuse me did anyone else here get reassigned to croatia no
4: no because i did it was a blessing in disguise we're gonna build that gas station for pennies There's next no slide Oh,
2: oh, 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 Jesus,
4: no. all
6: right.
2: No, listen, listen, listen. And if we don't have at least one person of color in this, it is going to be problematic. Um, I'm playing an Arab refugee. I'm from Connecticut. Isn't that a little problematic?
4: That was your idea. It was your idea. It was weird when you because said it.
2: Because we need to lean in to the
6: stereotype. Correct. To let them just expose their biases.
2: Yeah, or we can just shoot them as soon as they grab their guns. Then they're not going to know why we're killing them. Okay? Next we have slide. The opportunity to... Okay. Justice for y'all. She's a 6.5. This is what she says. Fuck this bitch. Athena Stone murders innocent men and- I don't need to
6: hear more. That's our snowball.
0: So that's the one that they're gonna go after, and the last one was Crystal. Uh, Who we've been seeing throughout the whole film. And that was like her one person that she was like, that's the person that we're going to get. That's our snowball, referring to the book Animal House. And we'll talk a little more about that as we get into the scene where they discuss that between uh, Athena and Crystal. Because you know that's what's going to be coming up. So the one thing that you don't get to see is the visual of when they flash one person like no we can't have that guy because it's a black guy that's up there like well we can't really do that we can't take one African American man look at us we're a bunch of white people and then the guy that got his balls blown up he speaks up is all look I'm a guy from Connecticut and I'm going to be with a bunch of random refugees you know because I have brown skin. You know, we can afford to have one black guy that's in there, but none of them want to be like, oh, we're showing racial bias, so we can't go hunt down a black conservative Um, if that's what we're going to do. So basically, they went after everybody or a lot of people on their, like, piece of shit scale, quote-unquote, that talk shit about what they said in a chat message. So if this was a joke... Whatever they (laughs) joked about is now becoming real because they're like, well, if people are going to believe this shit, we might as well kill the people that were coming up and spreading the rumor and spreading the conspiracy that we were doing this shit. And we see that Athena, she is super into this, like, okay, you know what? This is the way that it's going to be. Then I'm training my ass off. And that's why we learned that she's been training for eight months. So then the start of this scene was eight months prior where she was starting to train everything so that she could take them down. And she wanted one person that she knew would be the one that would be the hardest one to take that down. And based upon what this person said, that happened to be Crystal. Now, did she know that it was going to go the way that it did? That everybody else wasn't going to take it as serious as she did and get themselves killed? maybe not maybe she thought this just would have been easy right away and they were just you know even like one of the other guys said why not just kill them right away well if we do that then they won't know exactly why we're doing what we're doing why do they need to be taught a lesson it doesn't make any sense just do what the one dude said have them get their weapons and fucking kill them all and just be done with it And then maybe they were going to let one person live to tell the story later on that, yes, this actually exists. And if we don't stop this shit, then we're going to be the ones involved in it. I don't know. It really wasn't like, I felt like that could have been one of the ways maybe the one person that gets to the end, they could have won. I kind of wish they had done more of the Hunger Games Battle Royale type thing where they're just going to be like, here's all your weapons. We're going to let you guys kill each other. And if you don't, then we're going to pick you guys off. And that's the way our hunt's going to go. I really kind of wish it went in that direction. But, you know, even the way that it actually went, it's not 100% terrible. So, Crystal does arrive at the house. And Athena tells her that she needs to put the gun away. Because she has a bunch of C4 under her and she'd rather just confront her one-on-one rather than have her, you know, be basically blown up right there and then. So she complies and she enters the house, which has now been decorated up as the quote-unquote manor, even though it's a random house out here in Croatia. So now we have the big confrontation between uh, Athena and Crystal And basically, Athena breaks down the reasons why she's there and has a big, grandiose bad guy speech uh, that, well, we'll first talk about this and then we'll see if it actually goes the way that she thought it was going to go.
6: It's amazing to me. People go their entire lives without realizing the most simple, obvious truth. The only way to properly slice tomatoes is with a bread knife. Did you kill Don? Uh Uh-huh. Because I convinced you he was one of us? Was he? Maybe. Maybe not. Who am I? How? Who am I? Lighting? I don't know who you are. I just know that you're crazy. I am crazy, but I know I'm crazy. And if you know you're crazy, then you're not crazy. So that just makes me
1: really, really mad. Okay. So who am I? Crystal Bay Creasy,
6: born in Mississippi, Whites Crossing, Bidding. got out of school at 12. Right around the time your daddy was killed by the police when they raided the methamphetamine lab. Your mother joined him soon after that overdose. Probably the last batch of daddy's stuff. Romantic. You know, most people think that you should use cheddar in a grilled cheese. But I use Gruyere. Nothing else has that kind of melts. After your mom died, you bounced from part-time job to part-time job to welfare and back. More times than I could count, honestly. The only consistency was your inability to stay employed. Which is fine. I mean, this country belongs to the uneducated and ignorant as much as it belongs to me. You fail, we pay. Eventually a cow falls on your head, or you blow your brains out in a parking lot because you finally realize... What a waste your life truly was. But not you, Crystal. You decided to go on the internet and run your stupid mouth. Thirteen months ago, you posted this on a message
1: board under the screen name, Justice for Y'all. I wanna make sure I get it exactly right. Fuck
6: this bitch, Athena Stone, murders innocent men and women for sport. The evidence is all there. T-H-E-I-R. Her manner, her travel records. Oh, and in case you were still on the fence, she fucking admitted to it in a text message. Admitted was... All caps.
0: So, basically, what's going on here is that she's, like, bringing receipts to the whole conversation. Because... She doesn't know, and you can tell with Crystal, she doesn't know who the hell she is. You can tell with a look on her face, she's just like, okay, this bitch. And meanwhile, Athena is just going in and telling everything about her. And she is one of those people. Again, it's meant to be that whole commentary on... All of you people, all of you, you conspiracy theorists, all you conservatives, you all have this type of thinking and you're all fucking idiots and that's the way that you are. But it's not necessarily just about the conservatives in this point. It's also just about the, uh, the type of people that do the conspiracy and that have ruined her and the people that have come out with the stuff. They're all a specific type of stereotype that's out there. And she's just like, It's as much of your world as it is ours, but you guys are just fucking idiots about it. Like, we know exactly what to do right, and you guys don't believe us. But that's not the case. You can see how she's completely wrong with this situation. Hillary Swank, as little as she's in in this film, she does an excellent job. I love this character, and I love how much of a fucking snide asshole she is, because she thinks that she's in the right even though she could possibly be in the wrong. And unfortunately, when it comes to this whole situation, uh, Athena is totally fucking wrong.
1: Huh. Huh? That's all you have to say for yourself? Everybody you kidnapped and killed, that's because they busted you and your friends and put it on the internet? No one busted us. We were joking.
6: But you ignoram, I took it literally. You actually... Believed we were hunting
1: human beings for sport. But you are. What? Hunting human beings for sport. No. Oh, yeah. It wasn't true. I, j- this is your manor in that? It? It's not a
6: fucking manor. It's a house I rented in Croatia and had decorated.
1: Okay, right, but it's yours and you're hunting people, so it's... I mean, it's true.
6: Now. Now it's true because you made it true. You people, you take anything you want and you twist it around until it fits into your backwards fucking world view. You wanted it to be true so you decided it was. This was your idea.
1: Well, not my idea. Oh, I did not want to mess up your big grilled cheese speech, but you done fucked up lady you got the wrong crystal there's another crystal may crazy back home but she spells may with an e hey I get her mail sometimes and my dad's an asshole but I don't think he ever did drugs and my mom she's alive yeah. Can we call her? Let's call her right now. No. Give me no the phone. Way. I'll call her Do up. I look fucking stupid? Fine. I'll give you her number and you can call.
6: That's not gonna happen. Yeah.
1: Who you don't really care about the truth, do you? Of course I do. The only difference is I'm right. Hey, maybe. Maybe not. Now, do I have to keep listening to Beethoven or can we fucking get
0: on with it? (laughs) And that's when the big fight, the last fight of the movie happens. So basically what Crystal is saying is that you the entire time have had the wrong fucking person. There are two of me and you just picked the wrong one. I had nothing to do with this. I don't know who you fucking people are. Uh, I love that she's like, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I didn't want to interrupt your grill cheese speech because you are really into it, but you're wrong. You know, here I am. You picked the wrong person to mess with and the fact that it's even the wrong Crystal May, right, that is doing that. I get her mail sometimes. Uh, and then the end of it too. I love it. She's like, Do I have to keep listening to Beethoven or are we going to fucking just get on with this? And that's, like, it's fantastic. And the look on Athena's face the entire time when she tells her that she's wrong, she still can't admit to the fact that she actually is wrong. Like, she's, no, I know better than you. I'm better than you, so I know exactly what it is. But she was so infuriated with the rage of what everybody did that she automatically assumed that yeah this is the right person but as we all know you need to measure once or sorry measure twice cut once and so she should have looked up this person twice and then drugged once and instead she automatically was like oh this is the one this is the biggest bitch for me because she fucking singled me out specifically thinks that I'm doing this shit and I'm going to actually do this shit Like, it's crazy. I love that in the first little set of things where she's going like, but this is what you're actually doing. She's like, no, we didn't do that. There's like that weird confusion that, yeah, it was brought on because, you know, they didn't do that. And it was a joke. But now they're doing it because people have said that they've done it. You know what? If you're going to keep spreading this conspiracy that we did it, we're just going to go ahead and fucking do it. That's just the way that it is. But, of course, they're bumbling idiots that don't know anything of what they're doing. And so, even though they managed to kill basically fucking everybody, they still don't know how to stop this person because she's not one of them. She's the wrong person. Like, if they were going to truly do this for the first time, they should have made sure everybody was just another bumbling idiot. And basically kind of saying that these people that you view as stereotypes, they're just the outsiders that are, like, not prepared to do any of this crap either. Like, they don't think about things all the way through, as with the, the businessman guy that says, well, I own seven guns to protect myself from things like this, but he still managed to get his ass blown. There's Gary, who, even though he managed to kill one guy, still managed to get himself killed as well, because he believed in, a, in the American, you know, embassy type thing, and then got killed that way. There's Don that we don't know what side he was on. There was everybody from the beginning that just got picked off right away because when the panic set in, they weren't able to do anything. It's just basically like a bunch of keyboard warriors that were sitting back there talking shit. And when it came to an actual situation, the keyboard warriors weren't able to do anything. The only one that really wasn't was the guy from This Is Us who happened to be like a big game hunter. And that's the reason that he was picked, at least from the picture. I don't know about the Emma Roberts character or the one that wanted her pie. I just don't know. They don't really say anything about those characters on why they were specifically picked. But everybody had a reason and they all were just basically carrying on the conspiracy theory. So you might as well make it real. It doesn't make it right, but I can understand what they're trying to do when they're going with the situation. So they begin to have the fight. It's actually a pretty well done scene. You know, they're basically throwing each other all over the place. She's trying to use like her knife skills to stab and, and throw her around. And eventually, you know, uh, Athena gets thrown into the room and she ends up getting a shotgun where Crystal's like, I thought she didn't want to fight guns like with guns, you pussy. And so they have a tussle over the shotgun and eventually there's a very painful scene where, like, she managed to get a shell inside of it, but they're fighting, and then she basically is like she's going to close the shotgun up, but instead she does it on uh Crystal's arm, and it just looks like it's terrible. Like, terribly, terribly painful, but she ends up fighting her off. Then she throws her into a glass window that I was like, oh, it didn't go through. I thought it was, like, plexiglass or something like that, but nope, didn't throw her through it, uh... <laughs> hard enough so then it does actually like break when she goes through it it's funny because i feel like maybe they meant to go through it the first time but when they threw the the stunt double through it it didn't work right away so they just kept it in it really felt like that it's relatively funny and then she's about to be thrown through another glass door and then hillary's like athena she says wait no more glass (laughs) And then she opens the door so that he can throw her inside and they continue fighting. And eventually Athena does get the upper hand. She takes like mixer blades and uh, from like a blender and then stabs her with it. But then Crystal ends up like turning it around on her and using it stuck into her stomach, just stabs her in the stomach and then is able to like cut in deeper. With it, like she's got abs of fucking steel. If she's able to control this fucking like blade and basically gut uh, Athena, and so they both fall onto the floor. They both look like they're getting ready to die, and they each have one last question to ask the other one.
1: I got you too. Hey, right, can I ask you a question? Why did you call me snowball? a reference to George Orwell's animal Farm. He's a pig. Yeah. But why am I Snowball? Snowball is an idealist. He wants to make the world a better place. That's why the other pigs make up lies about him. Turn him into the enemy. I think you should be Snowball you read Animal Farm? Yes, ma'am, I did. Can I ask you a question?
6: Are you Justice Royal? Come on. We're both dead. Just
1: tell me. I got the right crystal, didn't I? No, ma'am.
0: You didn't know Whoops. So, Athena done fucked up. (laughs) I love the little whoops that goes on at the end of that. You know, she really should have gotten into her more or realized when she didn't react to, you know, the fact that she spelt there T-H-E-I-R rather than T-H-E-R-E, you know. And (laughs) Crystal was just like, "Eh, well, you know, it's not me because I'd use the right type of word and not let autocorrect fuck everything up. So... She does refer to Animal House and Animal House was written way, uh, way, 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 way back in 1945. Actually, that's not that as way back as it can be, but it's political satire. Basically, it's a fable that reflects the events leading up to the Russian Revolution of 1917 and then into the Stalinist era of the Soviet Union. And so it was basically kind of saying how it it warped things right that there were people that wanted to do good and were doing good and because it wasn't allowing somebody to control the way that they wanted to they created a monster out of snowball right they started saying that he was doing bad things and really that's why like Which surprises Athena with the whole thing, because truly she is that person. She has good intentions, and she wants to teach the right things, but everybody just basically made shit up about her to the point that she had to fight back, and she created this whole hunt situation that went on because everybody was doing, you know, was talking mad shit about her. Basically, that's what what we get with the whole thing, so... You have her dying on the ground. You have, uh, you know, Crystal, she's also dying there. But poor, you know, Athena actually does die. And then a rabbit pops into view. And I thought that this was going to be the end of the film. But no, it's not. This actually gives, for some reason, gives Crystal the power to get up and then go and grab the blowtorch. To seal her wounds. And that's one of the things you see in the trailer. But it's right here at the end of the movie. Basically showing that she's going to survive. So I guess after all she really was the jackrabbit right. She's too stubborn to be put down. She's smarter than everybody I think believes that she should be. And she's just like look even if I wasn't set to win. I'm going to be the one that wins. And ultimately she is. And the tortoise I guess is actually uh, portrayed more by Athena, right? Because she prepared all this time and she thought that she had it. And it's funny because also crystal goes and eats the grilled cheese that Athena was making uh, to signify that she's asserted all of her dominance over everybody there and all the elites that were there. But crystal herself is not one of the people that they managed to catch. And that's why it was said earlier That she is more of like the centrist, right? That she is educated in terms of what she's read and her understanding of that. And when she talks about Animal House with uh, Athena here and wanting to know why she was called Snowball. And honestly, she is kind of Snowball, right? Because she was labeled as something negative by them. You know, oh, here she is. She's the super conservative girl and mislabeled as the wrong person and hunted and ultimately came out triumphant out of everybody there. Not necessarily say that Snowball came out as triumphant as she did, but she's also, you know, the rabbit. <laughs> here that she was so determined to be the one that you know survives or actually gets the upper hand on everybody that she ultimately did so she didn't believe in all the other stuff the other people were she wasn't believing all the stuff that the elite people were she was somewhere in the middle and she was just basically like hey you guys are trying to kill me so i'm going to make sure that i'm the one that lives So she goes through the house after sealing herself up. She grabs some heels. She grabs a nice dress. She grabs the expensive-ass champagne that's on the counter. And she goes to the plane. And that's where we uh, have our last little bit of dialogue with the only other people to survive in the film. And we get the ending theme. Hi there. Shit. The
1: uh, assholes you worked for tried to kill me. So I killed them instead. Now I want to go home. Is that going to be a problem?
4: Certainly not, man.
1: No. May I, may I pour that for you? Yeah. How about a snack? We have fantastic caviar. It's so central. Yeah. You got it? You have every caviar? No, I, I don't I don't think I'm really allowed to. Well you are now. Have a seat. Again. <laughs> <laughs> How is it?
0: And so that was the hunt. I I like the interaction that she has at the end with the flight crew that's there. And especially, it kind of all comes around full circle right there at the end where, you know, the guy in the beginning, he asks her, has she ever had caviar? And then she's just like, no, I haven't. And then he doesn't do anything to, like, offer anything to her or try to be kind, you know, like a lot of those that are in you know that truly i'm not saying it's everybody but the stereotype of the liberal that believes in everybody and you know wants to do best for everybody but then when it comes to sharing the the goods and services or or the the wealth that they've acquired they don't want to do that right and then here she is she's you know not the other guy too But she's at the end, like, look, we survived. You're no longer with those people. And, like, have you ever had caviar? And she's like, no. And then she basically tells her, well, now you're going to have it because I need somebody to eat with, you know, and basically try to treat her like she would treat anybody else that's not trying to kill her. And (laughs) I love because she's like gulping down that champagne and it's the really fucking expensive one that they were talking about in the beginning of the film. And, like, how's it taste? fucking wonderful and then you know everything goes to black so overall um, I think the film's entertaining I think it. it, I may not have done it as much justice as I wanted it to and I really feel like there could have been more in how they did the whole hunt aspect like I, I get it. It was to show that there was one person in particular that and I like that twist that she had nothing to do with anything in the fact that they were supposed to be looking at somebody else. And again, they did exactly to her what the other people did to them. Right. I, I get that whole thing. And they just chose the wrong person. And that's what fucked everything up for them. Uh, But I really wish that maybe they had gone down more of like a Hunger Games slash Battle Royale type of thing where they were going to force all these people like, okay, like they still could have kept the whole thing of, well, you guys were all these conspiracy theorists or whatever that did, you know um that talk shit about us and you guys you you guys need to survive because either we're gonna pick you off or you're gonna pick each other off. And then we could have had more characters all the way to the end of the film and you still could have thrown in somebody that was mistaken that was going through, but you know, have her survive or him survive or whatever it is at the end of the film similar or or different than it what it is. But I did like the really outrageous stuff for both sides. Like the fact that it wasn't just focused on we're gonna do this thing and we're gonna just show how bad these conservative stereotypes are and we're gonna go through that. But they really did try to show both sides and sometimes I felt like the liberal side was a little more ridiculous than the conservative side because we didn't get as much time with those things and what they were pointing out and what's stereotypical to point out is a lot more outlandish I feel like on that side at times. Um, but you know what? Some people may disagree with what I have to say about that. And that's fine. You can think that the other side, you know, because it was pretty ridiculous at the same time as well. So, you know, it's, it's definitely, it could be very polarizing to somebody that wants to watch the film and was into it for one way or another. Maybe it's going to turn out different. I have a feeling that a lot of people, and, and there are a lot of people, especially when it comes to like IMDb and Amazon stuff, that have rated it poorly without even fucking seeing it. And that's terrible. Like, I feel like you need to actually watch the film and see what it's trying to say that, you know, that, it, that what you get upset about can really affect somebody else and vice versa that if you take thing to one extreme that it's going to really you could ruin people's lives if you're not careful with what you say or how you distribute it or how you say it sometimes doesn't matter who lies are just lies and you know it's going to hurt you as well as hurt them. Uh, And and maybe I'm not totally hundred percent. That's my kind of like my interpretation of the whole thing. Cause ultimately, you know, she was so blinded by rage, Athena, that she made a mistake and she got herself killed because she put the same shit that other people put on, you know, her put it onto crystal instead. And so, and she paid for it ultimately. And so did all the other people that died in the film as well. So, no, rating the film, it's kind of a weird thing that I've got, like, when I was thinking about where am I gonna go with everything for this film. So, uh, the gore, I'd say it's like a three and a half, four out of five. It's somewhere, you know, 3.75. Um, I, I'd lean a little more towards a four, cause there are some gruesome kills in this movie, uh, but they are a little CGI, so I'm kind of like, uh it could be better. But it's still entertaining at the same time. Uh, the crap factor of the movie, it's a 3 out of 5. There are some terrible fucking lines in this movie. There are some terrible performances that are relatively short. Um, and there are some ideas that just kind of fall flat. Like the whole thing of, well, we're going to tell them why they're stuck into this thing and then never really stick to it you know, and they kind of do it, but kind of don't. I wish that some of the people that got killed in the beginning, like really fast, like Emma Roberts character. Why was she even there? Like we saw the reason why we would have had, uh, the this is us guy. Like, him like die because he was a big game poacher and that's what they hated, but they didn't say anything about her. And she just kind of was there and died. And same thing with the pie lady. Like there were a couple people that were just like, Oh, okay. You know, the, the bigger stars got something, but the other people didn't really get a whole lot of that stuff. Um, and then some of the facial expressions that crystal made were so terrible. Um, and I really felt that they could have expanded a couple ideas. So it, it gets a little bit of a moderate crap rating from me fun. I'm also going to give this a three out of five. I think that some parts of this film are extremely fun and other parts of the film are kind of like, uh, the action sequences are fun, especially when crystals kicking ass, uh, and you're rooting for, her. I wish we would have maybe figured out that she was a little more or the wrong person a little bit earlier. So, you know, the, the people that are excited that she's fighting back because she's, you know, the conservative darling or something like that. you, you she's not really that she's just thrown in there though. They do mention a lot that she's just there and fighting back because somebody's trying to kill her. It's not about what she believes. It's about that. She just doesn't want to die. So I can see where you get it, but a lot of that's fun. Like the kills are fun. Um, even some of the stereotypical, stereotypical stuff is funny when it comes to some of the other guys. Uh, Ethan Suppley's performance is pretty damn good. Uh, for the film and I haven't seen him something in in here a lot and I really like Hillary Swank's performance as Athena uh, I think it's the right amount of asshole and smarm uh, for that type of character so overall I'm going to give this 3 out of 5 uh, heel eyeballs I think that if you were really looking forward to this and you don't go in one like heavy one side or another if you think that this is going to be a political film don't think that way just try to enjoy it for what it is and that's kind of i approach this film i know that's going to have some type of political message but i feel like they did a decent enough job of showing both sides and how ridiculous each extreme actually is and that was kind of entertaining for the film in general uh but i do feel like they could have done a little more exploration in that area Um, and really tried to nail it on the head more than they actually did. So, is it this controversial film that everybody thought it was going to be? No, I don't think so. And I think some people are just not going to like it, and some people are going to really enjoy it. And I think there was enough humor in it, and it didn't take itself completely serious, that I think that if you were on the edge of watching it, and you just weren't sure... It's worth it if it comes on VOD. If you were super into it and really wanted to see it, I think you might actually enjoy it a lot more if you were in that. If you were on the edge and didn't want to see it, you might not like it at all. Or if you didn't want to see it, it's not going to necessarily make you want to go see it at the same time. So with all that being said, the next movie is going to be Feast. I'm not going to play the trailer because I played it on the last one. Um, We are going to do that for the next film. And then after that... Um, I have a series of films that I'm going to do, uh, that, you know, might surprise some people. Um, we're going to get into a little theme, I think for a couple episodes, we're going to make, uh, one month, a complete specific film series. Uh, there's only two of them in that series and we're going to do both. Uh, and I'm going to dread doing one of them. I'm going to tell you that. And then, but we're going to kick off that, uh, with, uh, the next film after feast To kind of get you in the mood for the next two films. So I won't say what they are. Uh, There's one person that has probably an idea. Because we talked about this uh, a little while ago uh, on text message. Uh, But um, we'll we'll figure out we're going from there. So one last thing I want to say before we go into the... Uh, whole you know outro music and the stuff that is and i know that these are going to be some trying times and i do appreciate everybody that does spend their time listening to the podcast especially since a lot of us may actually be more indoors than we normally are Um, maybe not find the time to listen to podcasts as much as we like to um, but we do all appreciate it and there are a lot of other different shows that you could listen to That I think that if you have the time, you give them the time, you could really enjoy the shows, go check out the Back in Time podcast, make sure that you check out Dave's bonus episodes and go back into the Dave's Pop Culture podcast back catalog if you have a chance, check out Paranormal Pativity, check out Beat of the Fourth Power, Angry Dad podcast, check out Cadavercast. Uh, go check out Beyond the Void. Um, go check out, There's, and this is a big one, I know, but I've recently got into it. Check out Time Suck if you haven't. Um, they're interesting topics. I've gotten more into it as I've gotten used to the way that it's being done. Um, there's a lot of horror podcasts out there that need your love that I'm probably blanking on names. Uh, please go. Indie developers and, uh, you know, indie supporters out there. It's a time that we can all come together. Make sure you go read a book too. There's plenty of authors out there. Like go check out a couple of Isaac Thorne's books. Please go out there, you know, spend some time doing something different that you wouldn't be doing just to keep your mind off of everything and everything. i pretty sure is going to be all right. And we're all going to get past this. um, As long as we all kind of come together. And I do appreciate those that actually spent some money on some merch. Um, I noticed some people actually bought some shirts and a mug, some stickers. um, And I can't thank you guys more than enough because it does help the podcast. Uh, It does help us do a little bit more even though uh I would say that some of the kickback is not as big as it could be but it's still perfectly fine so don't forget to check out the T public store if you go uh, and search for Terrible Terror Podcast, and you can get the logo on anything that you're looking for. It's always great to, you know, and support whomever it is that you are a big fan of, especially, like I said, if they're indie artists. There's a bunch of bands out there, too, that are not going to be able to play shows for this small bit of time, and hopefully everything gets a little bit more normal as time goes away, you know, that could use your help. And any local businesses that are still open or they're closed for the time being. And when they come back, please go and give your patronage to them. Uh, everybody needs what they can and we'll all get through it. Like I said, so I know that's a little bit sappy and stuff to say, but I think that it's the best thing to do in a time like this. Um, and just make sure that, you know, we're a community and we all rely on each other and that's just the way that it's going to be. But with all that being said, don't forget to follow the podcast, T underscore T underscore podcast on Twitter, Terrible Terrible Podcast on Facebook, Terrible Terrible Podcast on YouTube, as well as Terrible Terror Podcast on Instagram. Uh, everybody, I just want you to uh, be safe and I thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll see you next time for reals this time with Feast. Take care of yourselves and each other.